Hey guys, brand new podcast, and uh, I don't, I already know you're going to love this one. It is another epic one from Danish and O'Neill. These guys are the two easiest guys to talk to in the world, and they're so fucking hilarious and so fucking quick, and having both of them on, it just makes me believe I should have more two-guy podcasts because they are just, it is, you're going to love this podcast. I promise you. If you don't know who Danish and O'Neill is, I suggest you go back and listen to the earlier ones first. You don't need to. There's no notes needed. Uh, it's just, those ones were epic too. We got fucking hammered on those ones. I mean, I think on the last one, O'Neill threw up in his house after the show. They brought some Tito's over, but uh, I had just come back from the doctor and I had gotten a clean bill of health and I didn't want to roll the dice on it. Um, so we talk about that in the podcast, but yes, your boy's healthy. I mean, let's be honest. I can't live like a freight train my whole fucking life. That's why I'm the skinniest I've ever been. I'm eating the healthiest I've ever been. And my liver doesn't look too bad. Anyway, (laughs) we talk about all this in the podcast. Uh, let's talk real quick. Detroit, Detroit, Detroit. I am coming to your beautiful city. And if you want to bring Eminem, if anyone can get Eminem, I would love for him to come. I'll be at the Crowfoot Lounge, Crowfoot Ballroom, Crowfoot, it's the C-R-O-F-O-O-T. I think it's like a 300-seater. Tickets are $25. I'm not going to jack them up. I figured I want you guys to be able to party that night too. So if you take a date, 50 bucks, nice, blow another 50 on booze, 100 bucks for a night. I'm doing all new material that's fucking killing right now. I'm having so much fun doing stand-up. I'm going to the comedy store tonight, May 4th, Detroit. I will be in May 4th at the Crowfoot something or other. What's it called? Crowfoot, not casino, Crowfoot Lounge, I think. Crowfoot Theater? Crowfoot, Detroit, May 4th. All right. Uh, upcoming dates, Omaha Funny Bone. Uh, Saturday shows are almost sold out. Fridays are getting close. I will be there the 31st and the 1st of March. Do not drag your toes, folks. Get these tickets. As anyone will attest that my latest dates, they've all sold out. So we need, uh, if you would like to come to the show, jump on it. Get your tickets now. Uh, case in point, calling sick to work show in in, uh, in DC sold out in a minute, and the Richmond Funny Bone sold out shortly thereafter. Those are these. That's where I'll be this week. So I'll see you guys out there. Columbus calling sick to work show sold out very quickly as well. So that's all I'm saying. I'm not blowing my shit up, although it really does feel nice to say that my shows are selling out. It really does because how long did I go in this business without really selling out a show where like they give you the counts, and then all of a sudden everything's popping, everything's working good, and I've got all new material that I'm getting ready for my next hour that I'll be shooting in January. I'm not going to tell you where, but it's one of my favorite cities in the world, Uh, and I will be shooting my hour special in January there. So I am gearing up. I am so focused on stand-up. You have no motherfucking idea. Omaha Funny Bone, the 31st of March and the 1st of April. That's the day that my Rolling Stone magazine, magazine came out. Um, Wise Guys, Salt Lake City, the 13th, 14th, and 15th of April. Stand-up Huntsville. That is my first time ever performing in Alabama. My wife is from Alabama, at the border of Alabama and Georgia. So I am excited to do stand-up Huntsville. 
on the 20th of April. And then right from there, I'm going to the Wild West Comedy Festival. Yes, guys, I was right. I am in the Wild West Comedy Festival. I'm doing a call and sick to work show on the 21st. And then a show the evening of the 21st. And a show the evening of the 22nd. Maybe a show the evening of the 23rd. I'm not really sure. But I will, I will always be at Zany's Nashville doing one show probably every night. And I'll be jumping on everyone else's shows. And I'll be mentioning that closer to the date. Yuck Yucks Calgary the 27th, 28th, and 29th of April. And then once again, Detroit. I promised you I'd come there. I know I have listeners there. If this doesn't sell out, I'm going to eat my fucking flip-flop on stage. I'm expecting to do two, two shows, quite honestly. It's a Thursday night. I take that back. One show probably. Definitely one show. Detroit, May 4th at, let's see if the name of the place is on here. No. Crowfoot Ballroom, just outside Detroit in Pontiac, Michigan. Thursday, May 4th at 8 p.m. Venue, Crowfoot Ballroom. Ticket price, $25. Oh, and if you want to get a shirt, it's $20. Anyway, Cincinnati at Liberty Township, the 5th, 6th, and 7th of may right after that and uh crapshoot casino on the 19th and a big thing to announce with doug stanhope uh coming up i won't announce it first i'll let doug announce it because he's the one that's done all the heavy lifting to make this thing happen uh but that should be a fucking blast and you better jump on those tickets and get a plane ticket to wherever the fuck we're gonna be because you're not gonna want to miss it what else do i have to tell you um, yeah, doctor's appointment today. I was very, very nervous. I've been going really hard this year so far. And uh, and I'm not going to lie to you. I, I get concerned, of course. We all get concerned when we go to the doctor. But as they always tell me, it's better to be walking in than being strolled in on a gurney. And so uh, I had a doctor's appointment today. My biggest thing is trying to get rid of my fear of flying. So if you've got any fucking insights on how to get rid of a fear of flying... Always hit me up. If you have any pictures of Ari Shafir, we talk about this on the podcast. Talk about Ari a lot. We talk about a bunch of MMA fighters. This is a really great podcast. You're going to fucking love it. But if you've got any pictures of Ari on his little massive little jaunt through Asia, um, send them to me. I, I know that they've been posted. All right. I got to go to the comedy store. It is Tuesday night right now. You are getting this Wednesday morning. I, as always, I post these every Wednesday morning. They're really up Tuesday night at like nine o'clock because that's when I post. Um, but thank you everyone for listening to the podcast. Oh, we talk about this up front. I just want to give you the information. I don't remember what we say, but I want to give you the inf- information just in case. Um, you don't have it. Uh, we talk about an app called Laughable. I've talked about Laughable in the past. I use Laughable. I didn't use it properly until this morning because I had never entered my email address and my password. I had just been listening to it, like floating through and seeing what was on there and then kind of like vine swinging from artist to artist to podcast to podcast and finding great podcasts like The Dollop, like Fantasy Everything, All Fantasy Everything. Check that out, podcast out. I think you really like it. My favorite murder is another podcast you'll absolutely love. One of the ones I found today that I didn't know I could get, I found it all laughable, is uh, Bennington's Unmasked. Run Ron Bennington Unmasked. What happened is I saw a a link on one that had a link to Patrice. Now, on Laughable, what you can do is then click Patrice, and it'll tell you his podcast and any other podcast he's ever been on. And that is what is beautiful about this app. So, like, for instance, I've been on Rogan, I think, 20 times. You can go through and find the one that you loved. Let's see if I can still find that. Unmasked with Patrice. Um, Whatever episode info. Patrice O'Neill. These are the episodes Patrice has been on. The Black Phillip podcast, 
23207, Opie and O and J. Asians don't like Patrice O'Neill and Black Phillip. But the Unmasked is the best one. It's a really great interview. We talk about that a tad bit. But go to the App Store, get the get the Laughable app, sign up, give them your email address, and uh, and and give them a password, and then plug in all your subscriptions. And when you find a guest like Danish and O'Neill, who you love, you can then go through, find their podcast, the Danish and O'Neill podcast, hear them on uh, Renazizi's new podcast, uh, hear me this book, hear them on Ari's podcast, hear them on on Punch Drunk. So, and that's what's beautiful about this app. You know, I love you, Ned. Uh, so that's it. Uh, that's it. Let's start the goddamn podcast. God damn it. That's an eight minute in- fucking intro. Well, that's a little long- long-winded. I'm healthy. My new goal is to go to the comedy store tonight and not drink and not smoke pot and just do a set like a grown-up used to do. I don't know if I've ever done that, really. I've always partied after shows. That's the hard part of stand-up. We'll see how it goes. You know what? My enzymes aren't high. We're, we're doing fine, guy. We're going to be partying pretty hard. That's my Right now, I'm, I'm getting set for DC, Colin Sick to Work show. I'm making sure that, because I got that, and then I got uh, I got uh, Columbus, Colin Sick to Work show. And those shows, as you know, are fucking crazy. That's why Nashville, step up your game. Get those tickets to Colin Sick to Work show. They're fucking crazy. We might be doing it with a bigger thing and doing them live, and you guys are going to thing. I don't know. I can't really talk about it. I don't know. All right. Without further ado... Ladies and gentlemen, two of my favorite guests I've ever had on the podcast. You know them. You love them. Put your hands together for Danish and O'Neill. This is Dude, it, this doctor is really fucking great. First time visiting? No. She's been my doctor since I met Leanne. What's one of the cool things Leanne did is right when we got started dating, she was like, you need a primary physician. <laughs> and and I was like, <laughs> I had a joke. I had a joke. I said in uh, in my special that was um, it was about being tamed by like that women catch men like horses. I saw, and then I they saw. tame them, and they go, they pet you, and that's them saying you should start wearing khakis. Give you carrots. You, you should get give AKA you blowjobs. I've done my homework. <laughs> this is a test. This guy. <laughs> you should. Yeah. He, he watched all your specials before he came on here. <laughs> He was sitting through, bits to me as sitting through comfortably dumb, like, Ugh. I read your book. It was, I, Let's I, talk about Mexicans. I was, I was cramming like Rodney Dangerfield and back to school. Uh, you know what's so funny is I just, today, I was like, I did an interview yesterday with Henry Phillips. You know Henry Phillips? I know the name. I've never met him. He's Who really, is it? He's a comedian. He's really no. funny. He does like music, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, it was, a, it was a, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probably release yours tonight um, and then his next week. Okay. It was a really great interview. But I, I, but, and we talked, it was a very seamless conversation. But then as I was driving to my doctor's appointment today, I, I had, I was looking at this app, Laughable. Is this app that I like using? Yeah. We, um, use, we use it as well. Yeah. Do you really? It's yeah. fucking fantastic. It really is. It, it's so great because that dude sends you your stats. He Ned said he Kelly. Sent you, yeah. Yeah. Guy's a good guy. Yeah. He's a great guy. And he's a comedy fan. And he wants to dial it into, I mean, I shouldn't tell everyone what his business plan is, but. <laughs> But, <laughs> do you have his third quarter or earnings? But I was like, I was flipping through Laughable, and I use the app. But I, I realized I wasn't using it. I wasn't using it to its full capability. I was just going on and to the podcast I wanted to hear and hear it on there. So like this morning, I started subscribing to everything, and then I started finding people I wanted to listen to. One of the people that that's why I told you I was just listening to a Patrice O'Neill interview because I heard it on Ron Bennington's Raw Dog, dude. 
or it was on Ron Bennington unmasked. That might have been. He was. I don't know how old he was when he died, but he was like thirty eight in this interview, and I think he died at like forty four. So it was. It was like it was before the roast. It was before everything, and he talked about. What was his position then? Was he just a road dog at this point at 38 no. or was he like not doing anything? No, he was at 38. He was, um, I'm guessing he was 38. He had stopped doing Opie and Anthony because the, they had gotten in trouble a bunch. Okay. And they and they weren't letting him do what he wanted to do, I guess. Okay. Oh, so they're stifling him. A little bit. And he's like, yeah, I don't do them as much. And he was doing his podcast, the Black Fli- the Beige Philip Hour. Oh, I didn't know he had one. Yeah, he had a podcast called Beige yeah, Philip. That and that's back in the day when not many people were doing them. And they asked him about podcasting. He goes, he goes, man, it is the favorite thing I've ever done in my career. And he was like, this is the greatest. Because if it sucks, it's on me. And if it's good, it's on. Like, it was yeah, really crazy. Yeah. Uh, but that interview, if you got a chance, go to Ron Bennington on, on Laughable. You're not going to find I don't. I don't think you'll find it on a regular podcast app. Go to La- on Laughable. They and have then- some very obscure shit on there, which is great. Yes, I fucking. But the point is, is I, I was like, fuck. This morning I was looking at Henry Phillips, and I was like, shit, he was on his podcast. I was like, I probably should have listened to that. Maybe before the interview, done a little bit of research. <laughs> you asked him like identical <laughs> questions. Yeah, Dude, but like- he's he's gone too far. He, now when we write, he has no shirt on. Yeah, he's oh, going bare chested. I was at I was at uh, I was at the. The uh, ice house the other night, and some guy comes off stage and runs up to me. He goes, "Uh, there's a guy in there doing your act," and I went, "Are you fucking serious?" And so I walk around the corner, and it's just a guy with his shirt off on stage. And I went, "Hey, that's not my act. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm funnier than just the guy that takes his shirt off." <laughs> he's he's literally doing your act, and I was like, "Motherfucker!" I think if a female comic, I think Paula Kreischer, yeah, topless would be female great. comic. Uh, but it, tur- it turns out I pulled a tig. Tig yeah. did it before me. No, but I'm saying that is could, true. That is true. But I'm saying the whole time. Yeah. Oh, like Bridget Everett. Just I'm reinventing the game, dude. I'm going. I no guess I'm pants. not losing this many. Only <laughs> <Jeez. laughs> No pants. I'm going no pants with no undies. Are, you know what? Yeah, yeah, but a shirt, but a nice dress shirt with like a tie and a sport coat, but zero pants. Zero pants. Can you see the dick or just the balls like under? You the can shirt? see hints of. Well, it depends what the, what the temperature is. <laughs> oh my god! I'm doesn't... definitely. I'm a. I'm a grower. Not a show. I'm not. I'm a, a, I'm not a party flasher. Core grower, like to yeah. the point <laughs> that makes three. Like, you, yours is in any, and that it's a fucking twenty inch. I think that's a, it's just really thin. It looks like a fucking popsicle <laughs> stick. Oh, it's really thin. Oh, it like, goes yeah, from it, like it, a Hitler mustache to like a big bushy mustache. <laughs> <laughs> it, it goes from Hitler to, to Tom Selleck. Hitler to Wyatt Earp. <laughs> but that I think that's more impressive. No, is it? No, yours is like a John Waters mustache. John Waters, yeah. yeah and then it goes it's like a to Puerto like, Rican pencil. Yeah, into yeah, a, yeah. Into a fucking Raleigh fingers. Into that guy. Who's the guy who had the grizzly bear? Grizzly Adams. Oh, grizzly wow. Adams. Uh, yeah. What was his real name? I forget the guy. Now name. he goes to like the uh, brothel in Nevada. Oh. Can I tell you something crazy? My daughters and I were watching a John Wayne western. In the in the western, his name is John Henry. And by the way, it's old school racist. Like oh, they, that, got, <laughs> they got a black guy talking to a white guy, and they go, "Now don't you start getting uppity." And, like, <laughs> Jesus it was, Christ! It was, but back then, enjoyable. That, back then, that was like that was perfectly acceptable, dude. I when I see movies where racism and sexism and rape is greenlit, 
I almost get excited. Like you're nostalgic. That was, that was what the world was like. Yeah, like, I was. I was watching an old school wrestling clip. I think from the '80s, and it was. Uh, you could tell it was like a main net. You know, like an and like a main television network, and it was in Tennessee. And Jerry Lawler was the, the huge. Oh shit! And so this guy, ironically, had ear, an earring, or because you know some of those wrestlers had like that rock persona. And Jerry Lawler was a he was a good guy, a babyface. And he goes. You're a fag, and the crowd went. The crowd it was like a studio audience. They erupted. They loved it because the guy had an earring. He goes, you come in here with that earring like a fag, and everyone crazy. I go, that was on network TV. Yeah. It wasn't even that long ago. Crazy. It was. That was. Can you believe? I, I've said this before, but I was watching Sixteen Candles. That is all about date rape. He's yeah, like, yeah. my girlfriend passes out. Dude, Take her off Reve- my hands. Revenge of the Nerds was a full blown rape. Oh. He sexually assaulted that girl. But because she liked it, she Dude, was he goes cool. it. So basically what they were saying is if you if you fuck well enough, it's never rape. With a mask on. I will only say that I am I am blessed by the skin of my teeth that I never fucked a passed out chick. Because that is or, or, or deceived a chick. Like my yeah. buddy started fucking her and then I got in there. Yeah. Because that was that was totally acceptable when I was in high school. In the nineties, that was the that was like how the shit went down. Oh, dude. I, the, the John Wayne thing we're watching today, and this will, did you see the did you see the the big hullabaloo about uh, the uh, the this the dog's purpose? Yeah, the dog they yeah. forced the dog in the water, and then the dog almost drowned, and they went crazy. Oh, <laughs> fucking animal rights activists <laughs> losing their mind. We're watching it today, and they're uh, they're wrangling horses, and they're throwing lassos around their neck and ripping them to the ground. And my daughters are like, "That was the old. How did, yeah. how did they get them to do that?" And I go, "They just <laughs> did it, baby. Uh, there was a couple <laughs> broken neck takes. Dude, they had one guy get ripped off a horse, and it was clear he was a Mexican. Like clear that he got ripped off his horse. <laughs> they just fucking yanked him down. They fuck, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Because back then you just didn't have you did not have rights. If you wanted to work in the movies, no. you did whatever the fuck you could. I did a show. I did it. You've, you've heard of the dollop, right? Yeah, yeah. I did a dollop where they talked about red face and how. Tonto was red face, and at one point, oh, like he was a white actor. He was no, no, he was a he was an Indian actor. I thought you were saying in red face, like blackface. No, no, they were <laughs> that they said that he was basically, you know, it was a minstrel show. What he was Got doing it. was doing a portrayal of a Native American without helping their cause. Got but, it. But and it's so funny is that I watched this John Wayne thing, and it was like clear it was in color, so it was clear the Indian actors were allowed to be like people. Like, oh, oh! This was, is like the first time where they weren't just supposed to put on the red face. They were, and, they were people, and do like the, the oh, <laughs> like that's what it's just. Some of those actors I were like Italian it. guys. Yeah, that famous Bill Cody is that his name? The guy uh, did the teared on the face. That guy was the, Italian. That that mean, is what oh, the, the guy who did the commercial the for the yeah. Out. If you if you haven't go listen to this dollop, it's the one that I did at a live podcast. But that's what the whole thing was about. Was that that guy? I want to say his name was like. Uh, Eagle Foot or no, that, that, something like that. Vito yeah. Eagle Foot. <laughs> he was straight Italian, but he like lived his life like he that. lived his life. Oh, so like he it. like assimilated. Yeah. Into, like he moved into a teepee. It was like, like the girl that ran the NAACP. She just became. Oh, yeah. She has an African name now. Are you serious? She's she, still she, running with it. Dude, she, she has a name. She's, she's, her she's not black. She no, claims she's going to be homeless and all that stuff. She's like, but I'm not apologizing to anyone. I can't even get a job stalking at a grocery store. It's like you did all this yourself, but now her name is like. 
Nigeria, like some crazy African name. And she's yeah, like, now like, I feel uh, at home. It's like the People's Republic of the Congo or something. And is I was like, oh, now name. people are going to fucking forgive you. Dude, Jesus. I am obsessed. And I t- this goes back to listening to that Patrice interview. I'm obsessed with just like how how did things how much things have changed just from when he was alive. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean if you go you remember Soul Man, the movie Soul Man in the 80s? Yes. The guy took tanning pills in order to be black and it was the worst. I, mean, I would never go racist. today. But as never. a kid I was like this is a hilarious Dude, movie. I did I told uh I did an episode with a guy named uh Stu Stone. Do you remember do you remember J- Jer- Jamie uh my brain is really slow tonight. Are you guys going to be at the store tonight? No. Okay. Jamie Kennedy had a show called Blowing Up. Do you remember that show? Yeah. Yeah. Stu Stone and Jamie Kennedy uh, meet Tracy Morgan, and, they, and Tracy Morgan says, if you guys really want to find out if you're rapper because they're rappers, what you should do is you should go in blackface. And so they have a makeup guy turn them into black people. Jeez. It is the greatest thing. I'm I'm telling you, he said he's getting me a copy of it because right now I play it for you, and I promise you, you would laugh harder than you've ever <laughs> laughed in your life because Jamie Kennedy gets the good one. He looks like Daryl Strawberry, and all they have is leftovers for this dude's stone. So he looks like a runaway slave. It's just so bad. Like, fucking, his teeth are everywhere. And he just comes out and he's like, how do I look? And he's just like, oh my God. Dude, I had this. Stu's got a copy of it. And we'll never be able to do that now. Oh, he's like, crazy. I'll give you a copy, but you cannot get let it get out there. Oh, he's like, I don't want this to ruin me. Because they missed Was this unreleased? It. This was on MTV. And they aired it, and the new and president was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> And fucking killed the show, and kind of, in essence, like, blamed them. But, like, everyone had signed off on it. Like, the whole network had heard about the thing first. Everyone had signed off on it. So it wasn't, like, it was an idea. They should have killed it originally. But Stu's, like, it really put him in, like, TV timeout for a while. Uh, I, mean, I imagine. <laughs> yeah. So that was probably the last official blackface on TV or movies. It was the send off. Well, you remember uh, G- Gene Wilder and Silver Streak did Blackface? Yeah, he did. And then uh, oh, Dan shit. Aykroyd in Trading Places did Blackface. What? Do you remember that on the train when they're trying to get the uh, the the report, yeah. the orange reports? Yeah, I remember. And oh, no. so Hang he goes on. in blackface, and he's like, hey, Bob. He's like a Jamaican guy. <laughs> oh, I do remember that. Dan Aykroyd was in yeah. blackface. There's a lot. There needs to be like a, a, a Mr. Skin. Mr. Skin for blackface. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be a great fucking website. It would be like six yeah, guys. It would be a very guys. small one. <laughs> do you know the website I wanted? always wanted to make? Uh, I wanted to make a website called uh, New Stereotypes. So... So you can update it. So you can update stereotypes. So like you'd go in and you'd be like, hey, you know, I noticed that um, Asian, there aren't a lot of Asian front lead singers. And then they'd be like, yeah. And then people could vote on it. Oh, like, that's like the you know, it's like It's like funny. It's stereotype or not. Yeah, yeah. Thing. So like you'd be like, yeah, like. It's like, like oh, I agree. Right. Disagree. Yeah. And then, you, and then you'd put up old stereotypes. And people were like, yeah, I don't notice that really anymore. And so then that's eradicated. And so then that stereotype's gone. It's what dead. about the Filipino women having smelly pussies? People yeah. claim that's a real thing. The I people, I, by I, you, well, you I, claim it. I this encountered it. it. He's ready to throw it no, up. I encountered it, and you. then someone else supported <laughs> I me. I encountered it. Someone else supported I me. 
I encountered it. I encountered it. Where did you encounter it? In, in my bedroom. Someone said, yeah, yeah, sure. No. He's talking real loud. Someone's like, hey, man, hold on. I, I encountered that as well. I was at the library. There's yeah, a lot of encounters of it. Excuse me, sir. Are you talking about Filipino pussies? It smells I like. I could no help but overhear your conversation about this. I have encountered it as well. But then I was so confident about it that I was talking about it oh. uh, in a work situation and not realizing that the guy was talking to who was a boss figure was like you know i don't think that's true about my girlfriend it's, you know it's fine it's just uh, you know, i'm like i don't think it's everybody, dude, it's everybody. that yeah. was the second smelly pussy incident at that job too because i wait job are we talking about smelly pussies at well we were delivering groceries oh yummy dude, dude, yeah, was, th- dude you could say whatever you wanted at this place it was Arnie insane up, some of the some yummy. of the conversations there was a guy that was secretly dating this girl there and we used to hang out sometimes, and I used to say she had a smelly pussy. Like, I could smell it from her pants when she would walk by. For real? But I didn't know it was his girlfriend. <laughs> and we find out, like, eight months later that he's like, and he's he's like, like I, I don't think it's that smelly. I never smelled anything. And I was like, no, dude. Did I don't say her ass, too? Yeah, I think her ass smelled. I did that this weekend with uh, the, one of the – there was a, a comic coming by uh, just hanging out in the green room in Portland. And uh, his girlfriend was helping me – his. I didn't know it was his girlfriend, but there was a waitress helping uh, me sell merch, and she was beautiful, and and she just was. I'm married, but she gets up and leaves, and I'm like, fucking holy shit, she is gorgeous. And uh, Jacob, the comic I'm working with, is like, eh, that's his girlfriend, and I was like, I was like, and this guy was like, not a looker at all, and I was like, you better get her fucking pregnant, brother. <laughs> that <laughs> might be worse before than- Paulie Shore swoops in. Yeah, so what did he say? He was like, he was like, yeah, I don't know how I got her, and I was like, yeah. is he funny? It was, it was weird because he gave her a cookie, and like in the middle of her like organizing my merch, he kind of like put a cookie in her mouth and she took a bite. Oh, that's and roofies, I, dude. I, He's I thought, got her hooked. I thought it was. Oh, I thought it was. I thought it was edible. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, they must be really into drugs. But the, but then he was cool. He did a guy said he did really well, and his girlfriend was cool. She helped me sell merch. It was both fine. But wait, back to stereotypes. So one of the real stereotypes that I've done on stage, and I've been doing it my almost my whole career, Filipinos have the most American names ever. That's like because that's the reason why is because uh, Spanish missionaries they have like Spanish names. Really? Like yeah. Ken? There's a lot no, of like if, if you yeah, like Pacquiao is not an Asian name. That's like. There was missionaries, and they would go there. But like, if if you go on stage, you and you go like say to an Asian person, "What are you?" and they say Filipino. Go, just I always do this. I go, uh, brand new Filipino stereotype. Filipinos always have the most American names. What's your name? And they're always like Margaret. And you're like, shut the fuck. I swear <laughs> to you. You're like Phyllis. I, there was a period I've been working on this bit forever about brand new stereotypes because I would pick up on them and go like the other one I did, which worked inevitably. Was a brand new stereotype about black people? Tiny dicks. Black. <laughs> no, but do you know? Do you know where that stereotype comes from? From what slavery? Yeah, no, it's it comes from. Um, hold on, let me tell you my <laughs> brand the new fact stereotype. That they have huge cocks. No, that, <laughs> that, that is, no, that is no, dude. I've seen small black dicks. No, I've oh, seen yeah, small yeah. black dicks too. I've and been it, at the Y. Uh, not everyone's carrying a huge cock. Apparently, no. that it is. It is a. It is what oppressors do to the oppressed. 
is they sexualize say sexualize them and say oh. they have big dicks. And it, it was happened, I think, because it also scares women away. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if it happened in the Holocaust at all. Nope, Jew, Jews were small have, dicks. Nope, Jews were claimed to have big dicks by the Romans. Really? Like back in the day. <laughs> you damn, you get your Jewish, your big Jewish dick out of here. <laughs> yeah, I swear to God. Look at it, it's circumcised. And it's I like huge. how now though it's just backfired and it's and everyone's like, holy shit, this is great. Yeah, because I think having a huge cock back then was probably yeah, it was a bad thing. I don't know why. Because don't know. all the white guys had tiny dicks, and that was what they yeah. were socially acceptable. You get through the forest quicker. <laughs> that big dick's getting caught up in the branches. It's Darwinist. <laughs> Too much maintenance. Oh, yeah, but I, but black dicks are apparently. I, I Googled it, and it was like they are, if at all bigger, minimally bigger than white dicks. So when the Chinese were brought over to work on the railroad, they that, all go, look one, at these yeah, giant no. Chinese dicks everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't. It didn't quite pan out for that. Is there an Asian porn star? Like, uh, but like an American Asian uh, porn star? There's male. a huge Asian porn star in Japan that no, male, also though. murdered a woman and ate her. And when he got out of prison, he became a fucking porn star. Really? They yeah. Have a crazy culture. But I'm saying an American and he bites Asian women while he's crazy he's... culture. Yeah. <laughs> Japan, dude, look at their game shows. They're the, crazy. Japan is crazy. You know that they've their suicide, they have the highest suicide rate. Really? Because apparently they don't. You're not allowed to like talk about your feelings. Yoshi told me about that too. But they, there's this forest that they all go to and kill themselves oh, in the forest. They made a movie called The Forest, where some it was a terrible movie. But they go into the forest and they people get lost oh, and they the, hear all the spirits of all the people that yeah, killed themselves. Suicide forest. Is there like a you, line to get I in there? I feel like I'm smarter with the two of you up by my side because whatever <laughs> stat I. Throw out. We have like a, a reference. You, yeah, either that or you can say something dumber than me, and I go, "Oh, perfect." Are there? Is there like a line? Are you like meeting other people? You're like, you kill yourself no, here. Just, or are you, just uh, every tree has like nooses and there's yeah, guns. Yeah. You just think, you going for a picnic or are you suicide? I can't. I don't know how they're killing themselves in the forest because. It, uh, like uh, like well, I probably get, like the, nu- the number one place to sword. Murder, the, the number one place to murder yourself is the San Francisco Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, yeah I have a story about Do, that. That's crazy. What? I was in San Francisco. Not that I witnessed a suicide, but I was in San Francisco with... Uh, you encountered some smelly Filipino <laughs> pussy yeah. there. That, that's where that started. On the bridge? <laughs> and she way, killed herself. <laughs> she no, killed. no, so I was with this group of people, like a guy I lived with and his brother. But then like all this, the brothers, all like these guys he went to college with. And we're like, I think we were in a hotel room and like they, they were, someone was getting a party bus and like we we're like drinking a little bit. And this guy comes in and he's like really fucking like... Really depressed, really down. And then somebody's like, hey, man, are you okay? And like, we didn't really know this guy. And someone's like, oh, what happened? And he's like, oh, well, uh, my friend killed himself. He uh, jumped off the Bay Bridge. And this other guy who was like a rowdy partier from the college of the brother's friend, he's like, the Bay Bridge? Are you kidding me? Who jumps off the Bay Bridge, man? You do the Golden Gate. Like, in this guy's face. It was, I, I think he, like, came from the funeral. Like, in his face, like, what a pussy. You want to go out? You, you know, like, Bay Bridge? And, like, everyone in the room was silent for, like, 30 minutes of, like, that really? The guy was, like, telling his dead friend was a uh, pussy and killed himself the wrong way. Uh, <laughs> Did you ever see the documentary on it? They have a documentary yeah, yeah, yeah. on the like. I there's a guy who it. a footage of a guy grabbing like a girl that was getting ready to jump. 
He grabs her like in the air oh. and saves her. They the, say they say the, the first survive. thing you think. Well, yeah, the survivors say the first thing they thought when they jumped was, "I made the wrong decision." Yeah, a lot. <laughs> yeah. The worst is though they go when you hit that water and you survive, like you break your, your rib, you can't breathe. Broke, you know, like, like every bone in his body, and he's like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, and like I know it. You I need mean, to wear a life vest if you're going to do it in case it doesn't go as planned. Jesus, so that you can yeah, float who to the top with a life vest. On? <laughs> yeah, it's no, like, the impact just is in case. Just in case, bring. Parachute, dude. I saw a thing about a guy who shot his a guy who got a face transplant because he w- shot himself in the face and blew his face off but survived. Did he go to the comedy yeah, store? Yeah, dude, there's a guy at the comedy store who had no face, he had legit a legit hole in he the had face. A bull face, dude. It was crazy. He, he shot himself the... in his face. Dude, no, you're lying. I, dude, dude, his face I... was like a cereal bowl. You could have eaten out of it. Dude, Are... he used to do the open mic there and he had. Legit bull face, and like, he, he did shoot himself in the yeah. face. Dude, like, I'm talking the same guy. The same guy. Hold on. Have you seen him since he got the new face? No, no. But I think I would, girl, I would recognize this face. Some girl at the comedy store made out with him. She yeah. went inside the hole. I don't even think we're doing this justice. How this looked? I mean, it looked like a guy who blew his face off. We would host, and he would. We'd put him up the open mic, and from the side where you sit, you just see like. A con kit, you know, like there's no face, nose or anything. It's like a crescent moon. It goes in oh, deep. This wasn't him. Oh my god! Apparently, there's a lot of guys with no face. We a new website. Yeah, dude. Oh, fuck blackface. There, there never, mind, never mind. Never it mind. It could be blackface, mind. no face. <clears throat> but dude, oh. I think your I think that your stereotype thing could be like the new urban dictionary. Yeah, because like like I I I wanted to say, like I'd been telling a joke on stage about like I go I don't know where all these Mexican stereotypes came from and and then. Uh, Al Madrigal saw me do it, and he goes, uh, from Hearse. Hearse is the one that put out stereotypes on Mexicans because he wanted to keep them down. So Hearse was a big race. Bruce Hearse, the pitcher for the Red Sox? The yeah, 80s. yeah, yeah. He's no. the guy who, no. <laughs> but the, wait, the Mexican. The guy who invented the thing to carry people to the, the cemetery in. Oh, Bob Hearse. <laughs> Johnny Bob Hearse. <laughs> so it's weird, though, because Mexican stereotypes are very, they contradict each other. Some of them are that they're lazy, and some of them are that they work too much. They, they're the, first of all, I, this is from a guy who's just had six Mexican dudes in his house for the past five months. This guy they're, tried to break into the man cave earlier, and one of the Mexican dudes stopped him. Karate chopped his arm. Dude, yeah. These Put guys, me in a Mexican bolo hold. These guys were so <laughs> ingenuitive and such hard – like, it's it's almost racist to say they're hardworking. Because now you go – now the left it'll, it'll, will go – Yeah. Will go, oh, oh, they're – as if as if you didn't expect them to be hardworking. And you're like, no, I'm just saying, like, they were so ingenuitive. It was very – like, this is the one – thing that blew me away so when we added on to the bedroom um it had to be exactly like 10 feet from the other house and they had mismeasured it and they're like we're gonna have to bring it in by three inches my my, my numbers are gonna be off because i don't remember the exact numbers but something like three do, inches do those guys listen to the podcast because they might call you out on it no but she will here we go oh where's she going do i have the keys yeah i got the keys why where are you going okay all right i love you I love you no too. No problem. I love you too. I love you too. <laughs> so she, I could see in her eyes that so she did. They, so the guy goes. Uh, I could feel it. The guy goes. We're gonna have to bring it in three inches on this side. And I and I was like, Did he use the term cunt hair? No. <laughs> we're gonna have to bring it in just by a gun hair. <laughs> three cunt hairs. That's an, that's a carpenter. So I do the math. I do the math and I look at like it's thirty six feet of the of is that wall, but then times three inches. And then I start going. I go. I'm losing a hundred square feet. This is fucking ridiculous. And I start, and then 
all the white guys, the architect and like, the builder and the contractor or whatever, or, or the foreman and the contractor are like, shit, yeah, we're going to have to, oh, yeah, that is 100 feet. Hold on one second. How did we make such a mistake? And one of the Mexican guys just goes up and he goes, I, I think it's like six square feet. <laughs> and I go, excuse me? And in my head, by the way, I was probably being racist. I was like, excuse me? Like, goes, who's talking oh, yeah, to yeah, you? Yeah, hey, I'm like, I got, hey, I got, I got, yeah, I got the, the contractor next to me, and this guy's like, and by my calculations, by them doing a more Mexican accent, by my calculations, was he wearing a sombrero? Yeah, yeah. what? Did he have a did he have a poncho on? And he was holding a chihuahua, and he was like, I measured it with a bag of oranges, sir. It's only two feet. And he and then he just says, he just says very candidly, I it, I think it's like a size of a coffee table, so I could just add it to the kitchen. And we were like, what? He's like, I'll just push out the kitchen. Uh, he was digging the hole at the time. He's like, I'll just push out the kitchen by, by uh, I, guess, I figure, uh, eight inches. And we were like, what? And then they're like, yeah, I guess. And he's like, okay. <laughs> and he's like, hey, this will be nice. You guys can have an island in your kitchen now. And we're like, yeah. And then Did this guy all, get like a promotion? All the white guys are sitting there like, well, that was a close call. We almost fucking scrapped the whole fucking remodel <laughs> over fucking a island. Did you saw the island that we have in our kitchen? Yeah. It's because he fucking dug out my fucking... You should put that man's name is, on yeah. the top of it. His name's Paul. He was fucking amazing. You should, Raul, that guy needs to come Paul. over for holidays he was and all best. kinds of family. At one point, and I, I've said this on stage... You should have adopted him. At one point, he said to me, they're all talking, and I'm walking back here, and he's like, he's like, hey, we're wondering what you do. And I go, what? And he goes, all we really see you do is hang out and sleep. <laughs> and I was like, you're like, yeah, that's about it. And then you're <laughs> always going on vacation every weekend. And then you go in that room. And I and all he's been seeing me do is come back to do podcasts. So I come back here with men, hang out, giggle. They think and, you're fucking them. That we, I'm just fucking. And then I come out going, that was fantastic. And they were like. People are like, smoking. I go, no, I'm a comedian. And he was like, huh? I was like, and it must be so foreign for him. Yeah. Like the idea that I. Were you like, I'm like Fluffy? Uh, no, I didn't even say Fluffy. I you should have like used Fluffy. Said, oh, okay. <laughs> you just I fluffy. like how you have to put it in his terms. Like you, do you think he knows no comment? I don't think he's going to know Dane Cook. Yeah, true. Yeah, but, oh, you know Sam Tripoli? He's like Mark Maron. He's like Mark Maron. Yeah. <laughs> like, by any chance, David Taylor? Oh, you know him? David Tell. You love yeah, David Tell? What Mark. if he loved like someone like you? Like, what? Like some obscure like, guy? I like, Richard uh, Jenny was, was my favorite. He was like, oh, I, I like Paul F. Tompkins. <laughs> Mario Joyner. <laughs> Mario Joyner tells a mean joke, man. He didn't know what comedian was no he knew what a comedian was he, but uh i i you know i gotta be honest and this is gonna sound is gonna sound uh, probably racist but it it had to seem bizarre to him that i could afford to live in a house like this in this neighborhood by just telling jokes well i think that's yeah, what they were trying yeah. to wrap their head or like what the fuck is this guy is this just well from his family how, yeah how could you how could you see a guy live in a house like this who does not work whenever you see him all he's doing is sitting around and walking on the treadmill. It appears that you don't, like, they're like, do you yeah. work? Yeah, they, they, that they, was basically the question is, do you work? Yeah, and, and then because Leanne doesn't do anything. And so all they see is us hang out. And it was must have been a little befuddling. And then one day I caught so How them. many weeks do you think they were talking back and forth? Like, someone's got to ask them, man. I well, can't take it anymore. What happened was I was supposed to do the oddball tour, and they canceled. I was supposed to do, like, I want to... I, I want to say like six weeks on the oddball tour and they canceled all six of those weeks and they all ran con- uh, continuously. Oh, so and you didn't so have any shows? I didn't have for six weeks. I didn't do anything. So they're like, this fucking guy. They're like, what the fuck? And he just grows a beard. Now he has earrings. <laughs> <laughs> He's stra- and I would, I would stress out because like, 
At one point, he loses weight. Another guy looks like him, comes over, he loses weight. <laughs> <laughs> I you should put a tape recorder on and play back. Yeah, dude, you should say, dude, Mike's the whole, Mike to all these guys. One have time, them on the podcast and be like, what did you think of me? What's crazy is that uh, that we, we had those two doors. You know when you walk from my living room to my dining room? Yeah. Those doors are they're like slotted doors, and we had those closed, the whole re- remodel, and we had it taped off with like visqueen, like plastic. And they would talk all the time and listen to Ranchero music, and our bedroom was in the living room. And oddly enough, you would think that would keep you up, but it, it put me to sleep so easily because like Spanish it was for like a me telenovela. was like white noise because I... And I realized, I, well, if I listen to a podcast, I stay awake because I listen to it. I wasn't listening to them. I was hearing them. Yeah. And it was just like rhythmically. Like, yeah. Especially that ranchero music. This is very racist, but it all sounds the same to me. It's not racist. <laughs> it's, I, I, it's, it's all the fucking same. Apparently, I, I've gotten into, I got into this with my, my our maid as well because I was like, what is the draw of ranchero music? And she goes, it's not ranchero music. It's Norteño's music. You're like a modern day plantation owner. <laughs> You're like, you got with my Mexican maid. I've got my workers out here colonel Christ. yeah <laughs> by, the way, by the way i got one showing up any minute now to do the fucking yard <laughs> bring them in we, i think we need it to not be three white guys talking the, about all right, this stuff and what do you go around your house you're like look at all these big dicked fucking they always they almost just wonder what the fuck i do but uh but anyway i said to my my maid i said what is the draw of the norteños music and she goes i don't know it's like country music for you and i was like no I was like, I don't like country music. And she goes, well, it's like, it's just stuff that we've heard our whole lives and it's just very relaxing and it's just, and so I was like, yeah, but they would, one day I'm, I'm laying in bed and they're doing, one guy's telling a joke. There was one guy that was really funny. He would do characters and he would, and he would. <laughs> think he was trying to get in once he yeah, found he, out you were in the business? He, no. <laughs> he might have, did he give you a tape at the end? He got to one place where he was like, he was like, uh. Oh God! I have something I got to tell have you. Should this guy air. open for you? No, but he was doing. He would. He would pretend to hurt himself sometimes. He'd be like, "Whoa!" And, <laughs> and Do you think the other guy hated him? Like Mexican Betty? He Hill? was fucking hilarious. So one day they're all eating lunch, and he. I hear him doing this like feminine Spanish voice, and they're laughing so hard that I'm laughing, that I'm giggling, and I'm like, "Ha!" And then I walk around the corner. And as soon as I walk around the corner, they stop. <laughs> they're like. <laughs> The boss is here. Stop. Oh, they're like, I, I must have been the feminine voice. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> then he was doing it about me. <laughs> You're, it was just a character of you. It was a character of me. He had oh. a fake beard on. He was like, he was like oh, I go into the man cave and get fucked in the butt. Oh, great guy. <laughs> he had like a bunch of dead leaves on his face to look like a beard. Dude, I, did you cry? <laughs> I walked around and they stopped. And I, I hate like, you guys. I go, wait. And in my head, I'm like, was that me they were doing? But yeah. The, it, did but, you get real sad? I don't no, want to no. be friends with you guys anyway. I so, <laughs> were you paranoid? I no, I was I was I had no boundaries with these guys because Would you walk around naked? No, 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 I meaning like <laughs> Were they like, walking around with <laughs> their shirt off? This is the problem with me is I go I would be like I would, oh yeah, I'd walk around shirtless I had all the times and speedos. I would shoot videos in speedos <laughs> like to promo my hour special and they're just looking at me. They must <laughs> think I'm a fucking weird fat porn star. Well, with a family, <laughs> yeah. yeah, with a family, <laughs> with and, kids and a wife. And- but th- I would go and uh, be like, "Hey, what do you guys? What do you guys want for lunch?" I'll go get lunch, and then I buy them like Jack in the Box or Subway because it's close. And then one day, I, they I forget what it was, but it was like they it was the day that they were all 
that we could move back into the other side of the house. And But they were still working in the house because I had to do the other bedroom and bathroom. And I brought home uh, a case of beer for them. And our fucking builder was like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, no, 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 no. He's like, you don't give them fucking beer. In the, like, you in were the, trying like, to be like the, a Shawshank. Like, Thank like you. When and he's like, yeah. Putting the tar on the roof. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, fuck it. Why not? Like, I was buying beer anyway. I was like, I'm going to grab a fucking. Did the builder give the, I'm going to take these? And then you he, see him in the car, like, pounding them. No, he so took what? him and he said, he said, you're not allowed to give them to him. I can give them to him. He goes, what? but. This is like, because they. Because legally, if they get fucking drunk uh, on my property uh, and then like drive shoot home. A, or shoot a nail I thought gun. it was because then their allegiance would be towards you and no longer, he could no longer control them. No, I actually, and this is once again the problem with me and my boundaries. I said to my wife, I said, we should invite them and their families over for a barbecue and cook. We, we cooked them uh, We cooked them uh, lunch one time, me and Leanne cooked them lunch, and like they, we cooked them Mexican food. And uh, like we like made like uh, maybe that was the impression of you cooking with the apron on. I was like, <laughs> yeah, probably. And so, so but uh, oh, and my wife and my you. the builder was like, you're not inviting them. Their families over here for it's a very sweet notion, but that's not going to happen. The builder doesn't like <laughs> what, yeah, you. What the fuck's going on? I think I think it's just like for him, it's work, and he's like, listen, I I get yeah, that, yeah, yeah, but like he's like, it's just not going to happen because yeah. you know, he's like, where do you draw the line? Like how. Can I can I invite my cousin over and then you know I don't know, yeah. I don't know. there's a lot of things that I probably didn't think through because I'm such a fucking like I'm such an idiot I'm like also he might know somebody he's like he's got a fucking crazy brother who's gonna fucking or come like over these here. guys drink guys, some of them yeah, fight or whatever crazy. Who knows? I don't yeah, know. there's a lot I do I wouldn't know about it but uh, but yeah like I mean one dude you felt came, a kinship with them I I dude there was a couple that wouldn't make eye contact with me that just <laughs> did not I, they, for whatever reason and there could be a million different reasons but just were like. I'm working. I give two fucks about this guy. Yeah. But like Paul was fucking amazing. My wife my wife even I think reached out to Paul to do something on like on the side and Paul was like Is call, sexual? call the guy and I'll do it, but call him and oh. run it through him. I don't want to like a straight. He's like he's like I'm I, listen, I got a good job and I and I'll do it. I'll do it and just run it through him. And 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 even the guy was like, yeah, yeah, have Paul do it, pay him straight. That's fine. I don't need to be a part of that. But, but they were man, and that's my point. They were was, deep. Like, were, were you were you going to hire a mariachi band to play live music while they worked on the house or <laughs> one, something? No, one day, one <laughs> day, crazy. We had a trampoline back here, and I said, one day, I said, <laughs> you guys want to jump on? <laughs> I was like, guys, <laughs> bring your tools, guys. <laughs> no, I said to him, I said, take a break, jump on the I trampoline. Go, I, I want to get rid of this trampoline, and I said, does anyone want it? And they were like, and Paul was like. I don't want it, but I can get it. I can I can have it out of here in forty five minutes if you if you want don't want it. And I was like, okay. And he called his friend, and his friend came over with two like two kids, not two kids, but like younger, like fourteen, fifteen. And they fucking took that trampoline apart and dismantled it, put it into a bag, and had it. And they're like, and then they told us they're like, we have a, fa- a family. That that we know that has a, a bunch of kids, and we'll put it in their backyard. They'll love and it. They need some of them to be killed, so and they have them jump on the trampoline. And I was like, fall hey, off. the zipper doesn't. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Those things are death traps. But yeah, it was. It, I, that my point about stereotypes was I didn't run into one negativity this whole time. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm like, where does? And then that's when Al Madrigal was like, it's hers. It's her started negative stereotypes, and that's the whole thing about big dicks is the, they did it with the Jews. And then they said the Irish had big dicks. Well, at one wait, point. when did this happen? Dude, I, I wasn't that. around for that. that. I, the Irish are always said Italians that they have small dicks. Yeah, that's when they came into Ellis Island. <laughs> They're like, don't fucking get with those big 
Italian dicks. But like, Wait, dope, but the Irish have people, big I think, dicks. I, think I thought that was they were known as like pasty, small, no, dick. big old potato. Once cocks. you start achieving, <laughs> that's when they start taking the size of your dick away. Oh fuck! So once JFK became president, the yeah, whole last look at dick. those dicks. Marilyn Monroe probably doesn't even fill her up. <laughs> Man, <laughs> I wish I was around for the big dick Irish craze. But that's, it must push certain people towards the big dicks. <laughs> we, he wouldn't want to be there. We were dying of the consumption with potato famine. No, but he wanted just the that's big right. dick. That's when we had big dicks. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> that's what. Made, because my great grandfather came over on a steamship by himself when he was thirteen. Maybe he heard everyone over in America has huge cocks. <laughs> I heard he was using <laughs> his dick over as there. an oar on the boat. Yeah, they're like <laughs> put <laughs> this guy out there, put a sail on the his boat. dick, <laughs> put old big dick, big dick McNulty to work. We our mast broke. Get old, this guy's huge Irish old, cock out old there, big McDick. <laughs> <laughs> wait, what? Wait, your grandfather came over when he was thirteen. Yeah, alone. Yeah, wow. There's nothing else to do over there. There was no food or anything, so they're like, his family right. was like, "Hey, sorry, you're yeah. of age." Thir- that's my daughter's age. Isn't like that a crazy? Year older than my daughter. Put her on a boat. But like, there was a bunch of other people too. It was like, "Oh yeah, a bunch of 13 year olds with no families, fucking that taking the voyage." Fuck. Where did he live? I don't know. I don't know if he had family. I, there, there may have been like people that they knew over here. Then when he got, but he still had to get to where he was. Like going. Like orphanages, just like a fucking dorm. And it's like, oh, yeah, no, I think he got a fucking job right away. Jesus, he was a mean dude though. Oh, like, that's a tough oh, life. Yeah, boozing. Yeah. He uh, he he would often. Uh, How big was his to dick? People with racial slurs at restaurants and stuff like that kind of crazy. But this is also like turn of the century. That's going. You know, that's going. That's going to be. That's gonna be gone if it's not already gone. Like, dude. Like, in I some remember, parts of the country. It's. Still I remember gone. when we were in. We were in like uh, ninth grade. Ninth grade. We were in the car with our, my friend's grandmother. Picked us up from school, and she pulled up to the gas station and rolled her window down. She was in a big bodied white uh, Mercedes, and she was like, "Boy, boy," oh, man. and and we were Jesus. like, "We were like," and then she said. I need a full tank of gas and send out an N-word to do my windows. But didn't say N-word, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And we were in the back like, what the fuck? Whoa. And and my friend was like, "Uh, Meemaw, you can't say that. And she's like, well, I don't want the white one to do it. He's going to be putting the I want to make sure he puts the gas in. And we were like, fucking crazy. holy shit. I don't want to degrade him. He's a hardworking man. He went to college. For I mean, this. it seems so long ago, but it was. I mean, my dad wouldn't. He, he was a substitute teacher for a while, and he taught at a segregated high school in Indiana. Like, it wasn't that long ago. It, dude, they still have segregated schools down in the South. They've segregated proms. Let me say that. Yeah, they've yeah, segregated, yeah. They don't have segregated schools, but they have segregated proms. Isn't that fucking Is crazy? it same it's DJ crazy, or is it like drastically different? It's like DJ Khaled is one of them. like the same DJ. Kid Rock. Kid Rock's <laughs> doing country's <laughs> point of having segregated proms. I thought just to keep them, like that song, you got to keep them separated. That's what they play at the white ones. You got to keep them separated. It's, like it's, like, yeah, it's just the- on a loop. It's just the same one. They have Black Spring Break. Yeah, uh, they had. They, they used to have a Freaknik Daytona, right? Dude, Freaknik was in in Atlanta. Oh, was that was that the Black Spring Break? There Wait, was one in Daytona. I thought. Dude, Isn't Black Atlanta? Sp- there's an island, right? In Atlanta, somewhere around uh, Fire Island or something. That's no, New York. No, no, there's, New York. No, there's some other. Isn't there some party island or something around there? Uh, there's. I, I think. I think probably like like out near Hilton Head or in Defusky. Like out there is islands out off Georgia, but yeah, you know what's interesting is that. Um, I don't think I the thing about the, that seg- type of segregation. I don't think black people really care for white people to attend their black spring break. Like I don't think they're looking for white people to be there. 
No, they. I think they did, would They'd rather than yeah, not. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's the point of it. I don't think. <laughs> yeah. that, I think that sever- segregation is self-imposed segregation. It's not like the white people are like, "You stay out of our spring break." I don't think I've ever been to a spring break where there wasn't at least one black dude with a python around his neck walking around. <laughs> is way, that a term for penis? By the way, Brett Ernst knows this reference exactly. There was a one thing is that like you'd go to spring weekend at Florida State, and Brett Ernst would show up with these three black dudes, and one of which would had a python around his neck every year, and like all the women were like, "Whoa, can what I touch fuck? your snake?" What? Are you Brett, serious? That's the, is that the black equivalent of knowing the acoustic guitar and whipping it out? <laughs> it's just like a trick instead it's of playing candle box <laughs> this dude just fucking has a giant snake oh, around his neck oh do you know jim gavigan used to have a joke he goes uh he goes i have a i have a question for the ladies ladies you ever go to the you ever go to the park uh, and uh, see the guy walking around with a python around his neck and be like, God, I got to have sex with him. And everyone's like, no. And he goes, okay, question for the men. Anyone want to buy a python? <laughs> <laughs> there was a, I remember I went to Miami once for a spring. There was a, there was a python, just a dude hanging out like around one of those areas with a python. Oh, dude, I just watched a- uh, It was an albino, the yellow and white. Oh, you can't keep him out in the sun like that. I, it was at night. Yeah, I, don't know oh, if yeah. was, I don't know if he really was concerned with the camera. I put it, it around my neck for a photo. It was heavy. Do really? Yeah. They charge money? Uh, I don't know. I think someone else was like, "Go do it." I'm He's like, like "You right. got to kiss me on the cheek." <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "You got to play with the other python." The Here, go ahead and stroke this while it's on your neck. <laughs> it was a glory hole, and he put the snake head through. <laughs> oh, snake sucks your dick. I afterwards. wish you guys could just come with me this weekend and do DC and Richmond. I would fucking love that. I almost, I applied to University of Richmond. I uh, got in. That's so funny. Someone just told me didn't, they went to school at University of Richmond. Didn't go. Weekend. You know what threw me off? I was. Such an idiot. I knew nothing about like what I wanted to do, where I should go. And then I, I went, took a tour. I was like, oh, it's nice here. But then they're like, yeah, we have uh, like a strict no mixing of sexes in the dorms. And I was like, eh, it seems too old-fashioned for me, too Southern. I'm out. That's, uh, that was a, but it could have been a great a, time. I don't know. That was for me. Is that how they all mostly yeah, are? Yeah, mostly yeah, they don't, don't let men yeah. and women sleep together. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's like, <laughs> did you have an encounter? This is like, and they're like, stay away from here. This is where all the Filipino That's, women that, stay. And it just smells. Stick was, lines are coming off the door. And then I went to James this Madison. Hall. I went to James Madison. My like my dad and I, I went with both my parents. And we did you to drive. It was in the middle of fucking nowhere. Where's James Madison? Uh, I believe in Virginia, but it's like in the you sticks. Believe you went to school there. No, like, I didn't I go to school. I went on a trip, oh, okay. a tour. Okay. Okay. So we're keep, going on a tour. Keep your eyes closed the whole time. I didn't go. <laughs> I had a blindfold. Yeah. <laughs> we want to tell you where it is. It's a secret location. And so uh, <laughs> when I was there, the campus fucking. <laughs> you not know where the fuck this the campus a hood on his fucking head. The campus stunk like farm animals, and I was like, <laughs> so when I, so when I got there, I was like, ah, oh, and my dad's like, I drove fucking six hours for you to fucking. <laughs> I drove six hours for you to... Oh, my God. Have you ever driven to Sacramento? No. I've been there. And when you drive to Sacramento up the five, you drive past a place they call Kalshowitz. It's where they kill all the cows. Jesus. And it is is tradition. I did it to Segura, where I go, 
you're driving and you know it's coming up because you can see it. And you're like, let's get some fresh air. And you drop oh, the windows and it smells like death. Cow it's, death? It smells like cow death. Cow, and cow shit. Manure, oh. And it's so bad. So fucking bad. See, where you guys, that's a bad smell for me that literally just like it brings back old memories the of, of the farm. To this yeah. guy. You used to smell that? This guy was a, was farm. a farm. Yeah. We grew up in a motel and a farm. <laughs> Shut up. You know, up. the traditional yeah, traditional yeah. two, uh, two family <laughs> household, two family incomes. But a motel on a farm. Yeah. So that shit was, that's like, whenever I smell that, I'm like, oh, man, just think, makes me think of Indiana. Good. Just working I, on Indiana, the farm. I was just in Indiana. Where'd you do? Oh, you did? Uh, Crackers? No. no you didn't, did you do the other one that's like the rival of that ladies club? Remember that shit? Oh, no, yeah. Morty's? Is it Morty's? Yeah, Morty's is. Comedy joint? We you, did, you were in Indy, right? Yeah, I was in We Indy. did Indy. I brought up that I was a Jew on stage, open anti-Semitic yelling in Indy, which is a liberal Yeah, I should've, he should have run that by me beforehand. <laughs> Wait, you were like, your opening just, joke was... I, uh, no, I would like bring Baruch up... No, yeah, like, they're like, get your big dick off that fucking stage, <laughs> Get Jew. your big dick and nose out of here. <laughs> what are you friends with Ari Shafir? <laughs> no, it was like Passover, so I kept jokingly like, happy Passover, everybody. I'm sure... And like, a lot of people were like, what? Like, yeah, Passover. And one of those shows, it did get crazy where people like were yelling out yeah like shut up jew yeah. like stuff like that i was like uh, whoa so funny someone just i ju- i said something about ari <clears throat> like uh not obviously not negative but i said something i, I said uh, I, I was in a weight loss challenge with my buddy tom skura and i said and our friend ari shafir and then so everyone just started yelling that jew you didn't pay you and I, yeah and i was like and but you know what's so funny is I got the feeling wow. that they weren't a, doing it out of hatred. They were doing like, it out of he's like he's our friend. He's our friend, and we know him. Yeah, and they're like uh, he welts, but he welts. some of them may not, not have. That's, so, that's well, the tough it, thing. It, it, it's so funny. I I would assume like you know it's the same way they they're calling me a fat fuck. Yeah, and it's uh, like you don't when you don't know someone. It's like but they think yeah they, they you do really know you. think they know you. Like yeah. I think that was one of the things with O and A. That was really pro- pro- prevalent was that they'd say things about Voss, like Rich Voss, about calling him Jewish and, and speech impediment and yeah. talking with a slur. And I remember talking running to Voss one time. He's like, I'm fucking tired of it. He was like, it sucks. Yeah, he hears it everywhere. He's like, yeah, yeah. people are yelling at his street and, 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 and at his shows, people, I bet. And then people would say, now I don't know if they'd do it at his shows as much, although Bill Burr said that sometimes those crowds could get, the ONA crowds, the pests rowdy. could get rowdy. Stern, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like uh, Artie and like all those guys. Like they would yell out like you know his like say like oh, you fire you know all the stuff he would. And he, like, That's the coolest thing about these po- the podcast listeners is for the most part all that they yelled at my show at my show is Thomas Fat uh, or the Machine or that like they don't like yeah I think but at Rogan, like good times not like you know yeah yeah like, it's it's Rogan has 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 kind of umbrellaed this great comedy fandom. And I think it also and he's comes anti heckling, so it's like don't yeah. interrupt. And, and it comes out of the store. It comes out of like the store being a place where they're like, don't fucking just yeah. be love yeah. good comedy. Be cool. Like you see everyone just be cool. Have you guys talked to Ari? He's off the grid, dude. OTG. Dude, but what we heard was uh Steve Renazizi gave us some info and uh it came through a letter that he mailed <laughs> to his manager, Ari, from like Thailand, and it's like uh, here are all the things I need done. I need you to tell Steve this information. I need you to tell so and so this information. Like, t- he fucking wrote a, a letter. Registration, like he had like, yeah. a, like a Burning Man registration. Yeah, like talk to so and so, a comic. I think Dan Soder in New York, and like tell him we need to get that going right now. Like so, it's like a yeah. long I want to go to Dan- Burning Man with Dan and Ari. <laughs> well, it's a chance. <laughs> I'm not going to drink tonight so that I can go. Are you going to wear the the goggles? Oh, fucking goggles and a thong. Have you ever gone? No, I'd love to go to that Burning Man. That seems like you Dude, need that seems to build like a float. Yeah, yeah you got to bring a float, though. Wait, could we do a comedy tent? 
in Burning Man? Yeah, and is that also going to act as an orgy tent when there is no comedy? <laughs> yeah, it's the whole, no, during the show. The whole oh, okay. point will, uh, the, so the, this will be the thing. Is I want to do one, crowd work in an orgy. One girl will <laughs> be down. You'll, all you'll see is us. My phone's been ringing like crazy. Give me one second. I think okay. this is my doctor. She's like, by the way. Hello? <laughs> Hello? Why this has been happening all day today? Is people, calls and nothing. People have been calling and no one's been answering. Sometimes telemark. Like, it might be that uh, the call you know where they dial six numbers and the first one to pick up, then they drop all the rest and go with that one. Those wait, have, you had, have you gotten the call where they go? They go, hey, the hold on one second. I'm putting on my headsets. This is it. This is the one. Temecula. It's yes. It's, it's always Temecula. Yeah. Here we go. It's here always we go. Temecula. Hello. Hey, Bert Kreischer. Yeah. Hey, it's Frank Castillo. Sorry, I tried calling you like two seconds ago. I'm uh, calling out spots for the comedy store. Yeah. Hey, what up, man? Uh, you have a spot tonight in the original room at 1030. Hey, wait, ask him if Danish and O'Neill have any spots. Hey, uh, hey by the way, uh, congratulations, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, the, uh, you're on my podcast right now. I'm doing a podcast with Danish and O'Neill, and I answered your phone call. Where? Yeah, yeah. You have anything I you want to? those guys. When are you going to come on my podcast? Uh, whenever you have me, man, I'd be more than happy to do it. Fuck this doesn't yeah. count as him being. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you, you're on it right now. I'll put you in the. I'll put you in the liner notes. <laughs> With a special guest. Uh, perfect. Thank you. I'm excited. Danish and O'Neill want to know about their avails. Are they are they filled up for the week? Uh, I actually called. Um, I have a Wednesday at twelve thirty. I have a text. Oh shit, motherfucker! All right, brother. I'll see you tonight, uh, and then we'll schedule something. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Awesome, man. Take care. Funny uh, quick story about him, and we'll get back to Burning Man, is I hosted, um, we used to host the Comedy Store open mic all the time back yeah. in the day, and now, because our spots aren't great, the lineups are so packed that sometimes I'll host just to get that long fucking <clears throat> stage time in front of like a packed room, and so it was the Monday after Frank Castillo had won yeah. Roast Battle, so I saw him, and I was like, giving, you know, just kind of fucking with him, like, oh, you're fucking rich, you know, like, yeah. whatever you want, congratulations, and I was like... By the way, I'm giving you a huge fucking intro. And he's like, please don't. And I was like, I think, I think it calls for it. You need a huge intro. And like all the other comics were like, all, like the door, like, yes, do it. And so I save him for dead last of all the employees. Packed room. And he, was, he, had been, he was doing Kill Tony. And so, and so I was like, fuck it. He's not going to make it. Like I was going to switch it over. I was like, but then I see him. I was actually going to bring up O'Neal, but I see Frank in the room. From stage, I'm doing my set, and I was like, "Oh, there he is!" And I, I give him yeah. a nod. So I give him, I give this intro of like, "This guy won one of the biggest contests last night, <clears throat> the Roast Battle Champion." Chris Rock says he loves this man. <laughs> Ralphie May says he's an inspiration. Like for like three minutes straight, <laughs> that's great. And he went up there and tanked. So fucking oh, back really? to reality. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he came up to me after, and he goes. I kind of needed that. <laughs> uh, you know, I used his, him as an example. People, we were, I, I don't know where. I was, talking on, uh, I was talking on Jason Ellis' show, and they were talking about... I've delivered groceries to Jason Ellis. Really? Yeah. He just got his beard <laughs> trimmed at this place. I saw it online yesterday, and it looked amazing. I was like, I want to go get my beard trimmed there. Is it where Brody gets his beard trimmed? I oh, doubt it. There is that place. Remember on the corner? Brody used to go in there and get his uh, Dude, Brody's stuff been asking me about It's like a black eye- barber shop. He's been asking me about his eyebrows for the last, like, four weeks. Brody. I think I overdid it. Are you noticing? No. Next week, 
Overplucked him. Do you notice? No. Yeah. <laughs> Every <time. He's> like, <laughs> I was telling Ellis. Well, Ellis and I were talking about um, people who don't do stand up, but who go on the road and headline. And like, and like, uh, who, like Steve O? That would be an example, but I think wrestlers, Steve-O's, a lot of them do it. A now. lot of wrestlers, but like Steve O's, a, I think, turn a corner because he's, uh, in my opinion, Wasn't from Simon what, Rex doing that? Simon Rex was rapping. I don't think rap- he was, okay. yeah, he was he rapping. Yeah, he was rapping. Okay. But it was that it was that like it was that like Chris Kattan, like those guys Screech that, okay. when Screech, Screech was doing right. it. Garrison Keeler. <laughs> and and uh and then and then uh J- Ellis was saying like, Yeah, but don't they deserve because if they can draw a crowd, I go, Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I go, comics are weird. Like comics, we feel like if you didn't earn your stripes as a comic, like yeah. if you didn't like yeah. then we kind of like always look uh, like down our nose at you like you're not one of us but and bookers then, don't give a fuck bookers don't you can a fill fuck. a room yeah. they're like hitler if you want to do a speaking tour it was like when they did <laughs> that like, hbo thing that ricky gervais hosted with larry david seinfeld and louis where they all and chris rock i don't think larry david was there it was yeah, chris and they were rock, all yeah. talking about and ricky gervais was like hey and this happens to me and they're like dude you just hopped right on the headline. You know, we yeah. fucking worked our asses off. And Steve-O, this. Steve-O is, I, 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 I would take Steve-O out of that because it seems like that's all he's doing right now. Okay, I, I threw it out there. I don't, I've never seen him. It wasn't, no, wasn't he's, trying and, to diss him. Or no, 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 no. But, but you can, yes, Steve-O could be clumped into that easily, but he's now he's going to the store and he's doing, trying to get spots and like really approaching yeah. stand-up at like a, at like a, but, but once again, and I would say there's a difference between me and him, and he'd acknowledge this, is that I started working the door to club. I wanted to be a comic when the, I had no other options, yeah. and that's all I cared to be. And then I said, I used Frankie as an example. I said, he's, the, he's an example of the guy that every comic goes, he did it the right way. Like, every yes. comic would go, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the right way to... Like, not saying that there's a right or a wrong way to do it. I'm sure everyone has a million different opinions. Yeah. But every comic goes... That's the way you do it. You know, the way that, yeah. that that Duncan or Ari, like, up the fucking... Realistically, like, it's the only way to to do it and learn how to do it. Because if you have a name, I mean, you can't learn how to do it in front of a fucking crowd. It's, it's too, it'd be you too know painful. Runs, and also, you wouldn't get an honest feedback. The YouTubers run into that who try to convert yeah. over because they have fans who will come see them. Yeah. But they're like, fuck, I'm just trying to work out to get to where I, I need to go. I did a show with a guy like that, and he's like, I'm f-. like, right now there's 10 people that are here to see me because he had like a huge Vine following. And he's literally only a couple years into comedy, so it's like, man, I wouldn't want people to come see me a couple years into fucking comedy. No, dude, that's the sketchy part is like you don't want – you don't – like right now, I'm, I will say like legit – Right now in my career, I have fans. For the first time in my career since, I will say, January uh, January 6th was the first time I noticed I had a fan. Like, <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> what, 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 I what swear to God. Wait, what the fuck are you talking about? I, I mean, I had people that like... Of this year? I had, I Dude, had I people, went to Calgary with you and everyone was like, yeah. No, nah, but those, those, I don't know if they were my fans. They knew who I was. Does that make sense? Okay, so like, people that you like, wanted, like went out of their way. I'm talking fans. like there are like the difference is Kreischerites. The, <laughs> the difference is like the people Kreischeds. who, who bird, bird holes <laughs> buy tickets for my shows before I get there. Meaning yes. I don't do okay, radio, okay. I don't do press, and yeah. like I, dude, I, I find that hard to believe. I think you're selling yourself short here a little bit. Well, I'm, 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 saying, I'm saying January 4th at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, 
But like, but like, I think that I think, and I think I probably had like fans, like guys who were like into my stuff and would come see me. And I know that I've had people that have come out and see me in DC, and and they're really then there are people that listen to this podcast have been listening to it for a long time. Mm-hmm. But like, in, and and I only say this for conversations with like guys like Rogan, who I remember one time saying something about fame, and he was like, he was like, bitch, you are not famous. He was like, I am not famous. You are not famous. Oh, well, yeah. And I was like, I, and I remember hearing it that way, and then going, oh, I should really put this in perspective. But like, Segura has legit fans and so when i watched that happen to segura i went oh i don't have fans like i went to dayton and i and they papered the entire weekend for me and this is right before the election this is uh november 2nd they papered the whole fucking weekend and so i was like wow and i was like if i I, and i was like i bet a segura game here he'd have fans and there there are people who know who i am in dayton but they didn't come out to see me because they didn't you know yeah yeah i don't know where this is going Dude, I do, I agree though. I mean, I but, think but no, but you're Rogan's right. looking at like like Eddie Murphy. Yeah, he's looking at you know Tom Cruise walking. The, like those guys can't leave their house. Yes, that's they don't have a normal life. And, is, and and the point is, is like, is I just got off the phone with Brian Dorfman, who owns Zany's Nashville, mm-hmm. and it's I, a great club. It's a great did, yeah. fucking club. And he was like, "Hey man, we headlined it once <laughs> for real. Yeah. Valentine's Day. Valentine's really? Day. We, we were with Valentine's Day. A third oh, Valentine's Day. I was like, show. With we did a midnight no, no, show. No, no, no. Easy opened for us though, and we were the headliner." Of the third show that we did, a midnight Valentine's Day show. Really? Headlined by the Danish and O'Neill duo act on stage. We had no act. Our <laughs> straight dual crowd work. Oh, it was oh, fucking great. to do crowd it work with one great. of you guys. Dude, it was insane. Dude, there were these women who wanted to fuck so bad. And like their leader. They still hit us up to this There was this, their leader. Her picture, her avatar on Twitter was her holding like two fucking big baths. Like she was like a big southern woman. Oh. And like we're like, where are we going to? F-? This woman, like we thought they were going to hate us. So they look, cons- it was like four of them. And they look pretty conservative. And then we start talking to them. And one woman's like, I work at a strip club. I do like the book. It was my mom's job before me. And she was filth. Like we're like, where are we going to fuck? She's like, in my truck? And we're like, oh, oh yeah. And then she said, or a ditch. Yeah, she's I like, I want to fuck in a ditch. Did we tell you this? And then there was this black guy that no, was one there. Of, one of them wanted to pay O'Neill to touch his dick. Oh, yeah. She wanted to touch my dick. She was going to pay me. I was Did like, you take the cash? It was it was like 14 degrees out. I'm a, I'm a grower. Not sure. By the way, I got, <laughs> I got, sex, I got sexually assaulted. I'm $20 to drop this conversation. <laughs> I was sexually assaulted in Denver by a woman after a show. Yeah, recently. really? Yeah. Grab my dick hard. No, like she a, didn't grab your dick. She used another woman's hand to grab your dick. Hard. Eagle talent. Oh, my God. That's that's two sexual assaults. Yeah. She has sexually assaulted the woman and you. Yep. I was talking to the the other woman like because it was her birthday, and I was fucking with her. Yeah. She was like came up and talking, and then this other lady comes up, and she's shit-faced. But she looked like she had glasses. Dude, she like, was nuts. She said that she was 29. Was she looked like 49. And so she's like... I can do this. I'm in a relationship. I can do this. And starts grabbing my chest. And I was like, uh. And she's like, she's single. She can do this. And just fucking takes her hand and grabs my cock hard. And I was like, whoa. And I backed up. And like, there's people around because they were all like taking pictures around as easy. And that people were like, whoa. Holy And I kind of like, and then she's like, I can, and then did it again. She was I can, she can do this. And then the, I the woman love that. whose hand it was like, I'm, I'm, I'm not oh. involved. She was a lawyer. The woman whose hand it was was like, I am not doing this. Oh. And then we spelled lawsuit. I was like, all right, here we go. I'm going to get some video footage I of this. I called Ari. I said, Ari, you're the king of Jews. Get me a lawyer. <laughs> I'm off the grid. I'm off the grid. <laughs> I'm off the grid. By the way, if do yourself a favor. Email Ari just to get his fucking auto response. It's so Ari. It's like, I'm never going to read this. I may not come back if I do. 
Is that what he wrote on there? Jesus it says like, I may come back. But if I you didn't realize me- he texted me like maybe an hour before he went off the grid because I we were texting back and forth and then I finally text, told you never and you go, what are you talking word? about? I just is it, talked. Is to it him. the one at Gmail? Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's not Ari the Great. Let me see. No, it, it is. Which one? It's it it's is an Ari, Ari the Great. The great. At- Hang on, that's I'll, the one. I- I'll do the one that he sent this last email to me from. Yeah, I think it'll be that one. He sent you. You want to read a great email? You'll he get. You'll get. The, he sent me and Tom a fucking really long email oh, about like the money. Uh, no, yeah, about the money and about. You're wait, not that high, Tom. Read, wait, read it. Well, yeah, yeah. What was the discrepancy that he was challenging uh, your heights? Hey, Ari, just wondering where you are. We miss you and we love you and we want you to come home. I swear there will be no retributions directed towards you. Oh, is that why he left? He was escaping, escaping the wrath of the beard. I, I can't take the backlash. <laughs> why didn't that? Why didn't that go? This why is uh, it's all a bit too much for me. <laughs> it ruined his life. <laughs> it's insane. Uh, yeah, he is. Where was he in Thailand? Is that where he wrote the letter from? Yeah, he's becoming so a woman. He said he's becoming a woman. I wouldn't doubt if he does for a story. He's like, well, uh, I'm going to burn this story off on this show, but uh, I became a woman. <laughs> I'm hosting. This is not happening tonight. Oh, the show, uh, belly room. Yeah. Oh. And then doing a spot. But Are you doing this season, this next season of This Is Not Happening? Yeah. My, my, yeah. 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 When is it? Because Ari may not be back, according to his email auto response. No, he'll be back. <laughs> I just emailed him, and I think I just got his auto response. <laughs> no, failure, Yahoo. Oh, what a dickhead. He sent the wrong email to fucking Tom. Oh, like he put his email in there wrong? What a fucking... That's a classic. Sh- let me just Schaefer. let me just let me just reply to Ari. Here we go. Oh, because he okay. did he bring his phone with him at all or anything? There's been pictures like, of him with phones. He has wait, that. You burner. seen pictures of you of him? Well, because people are like <laughs> yeah, this fucking. He's idiot. on this podcast, <laughs> Punch Drunk, and I think didn't you do it once? And he uh, and he had like they have like these bets, and so he needed to have a Hitler mustache, and so he like. Some random English guy's like, hey, I met this bloke, told me to send you this on it. So he sent it via Instagram. Are you serious? A picture of Ari with a Hitler mustache with these little Vietnamese kids doing Hail Hitler signs, laughing. God damn it. <laughs> I tell you what, I'll t- you know, say, like, I could never do what he's doing. No. I could never do it for a litany of reasons, but I will. But if you were single, <clears throat> I'll tell you right now. That's the podcast I most want to hear when he comes back. Oh, he's gonna have oh yeah hours. I mean, I mean that's a that's a that's like a five parter. Like, I what have he, you been doing? Some of the things I don't want to know what he's been see, doing. I would have. I've seen pictures. He looks happy. He looks like he's what, on. Where like, have you seen pictures? I haven't seen any pictures. There's. You have to like go to these obscure <laughs> you have to find ins- random guys' Instagram. There's like these obscure Instagram. It's like a Where's Waldo for Ari Shafir. Dude, I've seen pictures of this guy, and it doesn't even look like the Ari I know. It looks like he's on like a college tour. He looks so happy. Really, it's bizarre. He's like with these like random women. There's like other guys. Like once he was on like a patio, he's a real a traveler. People. Like he, like I need to have some sort of like, I I need to have some sort of companionship on these journeys. Like I can't go by myself like that. Like him, a friend of just mine, make friends did a, a tour of Asia by himself, and uh, just because he loves Asian women and was just like sleeping with prostitutes. I had a friend solo. who did that too. I go, you out of your What's fucking the sex mind? tourism. <laughs> I don't see any. Where? How do I get a picture of Ari, dude? I don't know how I saw him, but they were like. They were just they were like from random people's Instagram accounts. Oh. Maybe punch does punch drunk have an Instagram? I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't even yeah, know how to, I haven't seen these the pictures of Ari loving life. It's he, like a new Ari. You know where they are, right? Yeah. 
It's interesting. I mean, I'll, I'll, it'd be interesting to see what happens when he comes back. Maybe he just like he f- finds some sort of odd religion and he just starts doing that. He, he could gives be up a Buddha- comedy. He could be a Judas. I'm hold on. I'm going to be a part of this conversation. I'm trying to get pictures of Ari. <laughs> <laughs> how, how do I not have Teeb's number? I probably fucking. I have it. I bet I misspelled it. Siri, show me pictures of Ari Shafir having fun. Anyway, that's so crazy. I'm, I'm, I couldn't do it for one. I, I, and I, I told Ari, I think it's really hard once you get momentum in this business. I wonder if that's why I'm selling so many tickets because no one can see Ari live. <laughs> <laughs> you think that's it? They're like, well, uh, are you, are you, are you voting for, for him year? to stay longer? You're like, Ari, stay longer. Hey, yeah, yeah, let it. me resend that Did message. Did you kill him? Ari, <laughs> Ari. Hey, man, my ticket counts have been up lately. Would you please stay? Are you the Jay-Z to Ari's biggie? <clears throat> took for oh him to go God. away. <laughs> that's so crazy. Yeah, I couldn't do what he's doing because I would feel like I'm losing momentum. Like my problem I'm having right now, and I've had this conversation with a number of other comics, is that I'm working too much because I feel like I feel like things are going in the right direction. So you, you scared it'll go well, away? What, what happened is I did Travel Channel for seven years, and I just oh yeah, you did. I you lost on the road. Momentum. I lost momentum on my stand up, and then when yeah. I came back to do just stand up, there was the first few months, or not first like, I mean, I don't, I would, I don't know when I stopped technically, but it, I remember like during that time I was started getting back into stand up more and more, and and it just was light numbers, and I was like, fuck, it was better than this before I left. Before I started doing really aggressive stand-up or travel channel. And then now I'm like, the, uh, things have just picked up. Yeah. And I'm like, and, and my podcast numbers are through the fucking roof. It's literally going to those cities on a regular basis. And going people go, they, oh, he's coming back yeah, next year. I don't year. want you to be like, he's yeah, going yeah. That, And he's this is what this. I was saying about fans. Is that like, had well, I wanted to be famous. I wanted fans in when 12 years ago. When George was born, I did Last Comic Standing 1, 2. And I and Gary Goldman took off. He did that, and it, and it was amazing to see that happen. And I, but I remember uh, someone saying to me, "It's better if you don't, because what would you do if you went on tour right now?" And I was like, "I'd do the exact same twenty minutes they saw in Last Comic Standing." And then and then Brian Dorfman was saying, "You know, it's so good that things are happening for you now because you are a great comic and you can write a new hour and it be a great new hour that you're proud of yeah. and I was yeah. like and that's like instead I've of struggling so, to just be like fuck I need to just I'm I've trying had to survive. so many fans and I say fans for like legit like people come up going and people that you don't think are comedy fans going like hey thank you so much for doing new material I was afraid I'd just see your hour special from Showtime and this is all new material and the machine story. And I was like, yeah. And so I'm doing like an hour 20 every show. I'm doing an hour of material that will be my next hour. Yeah. And then I tell the machine story because everyone's shouting it out. But like, but thank God I just got a fan now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, Thank yeah. God I didn't get my fans when I was 33 or 35 or 30. Even like after I did my Comfortably Dumb, I toured that material forever. Yeah. Like I, it wasn't until I met Rogan and he was like, I don't think he said, was saying, you know, hey, stop being a shit comic. But he was like, he was like, you need to do the machine story. You should talk about that. You know what I mean? What? Yeah. Ch- yeah. What changed where you were now able to start churning out hours? Because like it was. I remember when Ari, like forever, he didn't even like have an act. Yeah. And then for, and then he kind of had something. And then next thing you know, he had that hour. It was Rogan. And then boot he started camp. churning. It's Rogan boot camp, fucking man. hour it over. Was, Rogan said but to even me, Rogan didn't start churning hours over like that until. Fairly recently. Well, what it was is that, in my opinion, I saw 
and I say this, I say this complimentary. I mean this as a compliment. But I remember doing shows with uh, Rogan and Ari and Joey and seeing them not crush. And and they were working on stuff. Yeah. And I was like, oh, cool, man. I was like, I could totally not kill. Like, I can go up there and work on stuff that Just I Just to know funny. it was acceptable. No, to know that it was acceptable. And then I remember I was sitting in the backyard one day and Rogan called and he was like, man, I, like, candidly, and I don't mean to share an, a private conversation, but I think it's good for any comic to hear. He's like, he was like, I'm having a really hard time writing. Like, do you have, find that? And in my head, I was like, yeah, but only now because I feel comfortable enough with trying stuff out. And then I think audiences also were like, were like, hey, man, we understand. You just did an hour. Yeah. This is going to be. Yeah. Uh, and right now, I feel so confident on stage that I don't mind taking a chance on a story and learning. And because I go, because I go. That's what everyone's doing. There's well, no hacks knowing out there. you have other stuff though it's to fun. come back to. Ari taught that to me and David Taylor because David Taylor then start, now he does like he goes. I'll do it even if I know it's going to be a shit room. I know it's not going to do well, but it's like the process of doing it. And then I watched Ari do it. And even last night I went up and did a story in the OR and I fucking bombed. But I was like, I I watched Ari do this. It's okay. Like Dude, this is it's okay. The greatest feeling, and that's the other thing is that like going into the OR and seeing literally Louis Judd Apatow, Daniel Tosh, Rogan, uh, Bill Burr, everyone work on new material yeah. in that room. You go, I feel like a hack if I'm doing bits or if I'm doing like like A-game. you can do crowd work. You can do crowd work if you're going up at midnight or one a.m. If you're that's going a, up, that's at, the only thing you can do at that. But time. If, if you're if you're up at yeah, ten yeah. o'clock, yeah. bro, you better bring yeah, bro, work, work on some shit like. See, for me, I just yeah. hate doing material at any time, but that's just me. Well, sometimes – well, I take that back because some guys write out of crowd work. Like Jay – like Big Jay Joe Okerson. That's kind of what I like. I've yeah. gotten to a place now where I can so go to yeah. other stuff. Don't ever listen to me. I don't know what the fuck I, I'm talking I like about. to float in and out, though. Like, you know, it's like you do just to interact, and then you float in and then you, into like a bit. I said, then... I said a bit the other night in crowd work about hitting women, and I said the the – premise was um the premise i've been working on was my wife's the kind of chick you wouldn't have hit even back when you could hit women and then i was like and (laughs) and then i was like my my i was like i wouldn't hit her now just for fear that whenever we fight i'm drunk and what if i miss is she tough like what if i and i was like oh fuck like you got you did all the bad you committed stuff. you about hitting is, a woman is, but you didn't hit connect you didn't is that get, assault you didn't get any of the reward is you that, didn't get any of the reward you didn't get any of the reward <laughs> you took a swing at someone and she's like and like ducks at him it's like oh shit motherfucker is that and then what do you do assault? throw a second punch cuz then it, then that's you're in deep shit <laughs> you don't want to wind yourself no you <laughs> you give a classic <laughs> just kidding <laughs> major flinch <laughs> You've been punked. You've been punked. <laughs> but like, I would have never written that had I not been in the middle of crowd work. So a girl like frowned when I said back when you could hit women. Yeah. I go, you know, there was a time where you could hit women. And you know what? You in, in crowd work, you could get away with it because it's something about the delivery. But then sometimes when you try to do that again, well, it's, spontane- go, it's spontaneous. Oh, like, boy. oh, you just thought of that, so it's not a big deal. You, you can sometimes get real crazy in crowd work, and then later you're like, oh, I'll try that again, and you're like, oh boy. Oh, I did one time where we were doing the Jameson comedy tour, and me, Steve Byrne, Billy Gardell, and Danny Bevins, and uh, there's a black dude named. Romeo Gold, and he is an a great name. Per, no, uh, cornrows. I think you see a picture of this guy on on my Facebook. Um, purple and gold uh, suit. Did he inspire it, Romeo Horsecock? 
No, uh, <laughs> no, no. Romeo Horsecock, I wrote right when I had the first kid. Because I was like, my wife's like, what if it's a boy? I go, we need to give him a strong yet romantic Dude, what, were you name. trying to degrade yourself by going with the horsecock? No. Yeah. yeah, were you yeah, trying yeah, to, yeah I was kid. trying to demean myself as a minority. <laughs> and so I said, I said, R- Romeo Gold, I, Steve, had known, Steve actually knew the guy in a weird way. Because the guy would come to the Chicago Improv and take pictures. And I said, uh, I said, Romeo Gold, what a great fucking name. And he stood up and he was in a daishiki gold lame, like a sparkly gold oh, wow. and purple daishiki it's, with matching like pajama pants. Pro Lakers. Like real <laughs> fucking beautiful. Yeah. And he just stood up and he goes, that's not my name, man. And I was like, what a fucking great name. Going to a bit that I had called, my name's Bert. That's not a sexy name. It sounds like a fart. Yeah. Uh-uh. Bert, Bert, Bert. And so then you're familiar with my work. And so. <laughs> when you're having sex. So, Bert. Uh, yeah. And so I said, Wow. With a name like that comes responsibility. When you were a kid, did your dad have to sit you down and say, and then I went, what am I talking about? You're black. You don't know your dad. And the place yeah. groans like crazy. <laughs> and it's we're in Schaumburg, Chicago. Yeah. And I'm like, and I go, A lot of times, on. though, that's a white so, thing. They, that is, they tense that, up. That, that's yeah. a rich suburb over there. But it's there. like, come on, guys. Like, I go, relax. hold on. I said, guys, it, what I just said is yes, a stereotype, but it's a stereotype based in statistics. Seven out of ten uh, children, black children, don't know their father. I'm simply making a joke based on a statistic. And I said, Romeo, uh, I apologize for that joke, but I have to know, yeah. just based on the statistic, he said, did no. you know your father? And he goes, I never met the man. <laughs> the place, the place goes crazy. nuts. Yeah. And I come up to him after the show. We ended up taking a bunch of pictures and hanging out. I was like, dude, I don't know if what you said was true or a lie, but regardless, thank you. Yeah. And he goes, no, no. He goes, I didn't know my dad. He goes, if I knew my dad, I'd say it. I knew my dad. If he did, that you would have been that's, like, that's I would have hated times, you. Yeah, where you yeah. double down and you're like, well, I double down. You got to double down, man. You got to double down. Sometimes you double down though, and you never win them back. Oh, I've lost a few. Oh, I've, I've lost, lost, dude. I lost, lost one with one time. It's me, Segura, and Adam Richmond. You know, oh yeah, you know that not it's the a, guy from Man vs. Food. It's an allegation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That he was that, that, exonerated. That Adam Richmond. That Adam, not the one that from Man vs. Food. The yeah. other one. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, this guy, I, Segura goes up. He's featuring. Let's never forget that he's featuring. And <laughs> Segura's like, I go, how were there? And he's like, there's dicks. There's a big party in the center. And he goes, I think this guy's fucking blind, but I think he's fucking faking it. And I went, really? And he goes, yeah. He goes, he's just fucking staring off into the distance like a dick, like not laughing. So I go, really? So I get up there and I see the guy. So I do a couple blind jokes. Uh, I forget the name of the blind jokes, but I do a couple blind jokes. One was, how do you know when you're done wiping your ass? Like, do you wipe and sniff it? Because, uh, like, or do you wipe and push it to the t- wall? And see you touch it, it to your face. <laughs> yeah. And so he, and he goes, I-, I don't know, man. By the way, this is like a solid 15 minutes into my set. Yeah. He's like, I don't know, man. And then I go, hey, how hard is it? Uh, how hard is it to clear a room before you jerk off? That's got to be tough. And he was like, I don't know, man. I go, hold on. You're telling me you've never <laughs> jerked off and never wiped your ass? He goes, I don't know, man. That's all I can tell you. And I go, you're not fucking blind. And his friends lose it. And I'm like, fuck, you're right. You're not fucking blind. You're a fake. And he goes, he goes, hey, man, fuck you. And I go, oh, no, fuck you. I go, what are you going to do? Take a swing at me? And, and, and then he stands up. And he proceeds to leave, and it is very clear he's blind. He's blind. He's, <laughs> he's like very fucking, fucking knocking blind. shit over. <laughs> no, I mean, Does he have a stick out? Is the dog come every, under the table? Everything over. And, <laughs> oh, man. and one of his friends You doubled down hard. Maybe he doubled down, though, on the blindness and was like, you know what? Fuck this guy. I'm going to show people. He's not you really know, blind. He just didn't want to talk about it. 
He friend gets up, grabs oh. his arm, escorts him out. Adam Richman fucking pulls him aside in front of Segura and goes, "Sir, would you like to file a complaint?" What? what? Why the fuck would he do that? <laughs> because he's a fucking cunt. With, with what? Like the comedy bureau? Who is he yeah, going to file for? a complaint with Abrea Improv or Abrea. And, and they're leaving. And so I can hear Segura laughing hysterically because the guy's really blind and that fucking snidely whiplash. Like, <laughs> do you think, was he fucking with you? No, no. Segura was. And he I, just thought he had good intel. <laughs> so I go to the fucking group. I go. Is he really blind? And they're like, yeah, yeah, he's definitely blind. But he's only been blind but, for five days. Oh, shut what? the fuck go, up. Are you fucking kidding me? He just made his no. day came out? He's, he's like, like I haven't even jerked off yet. Yeah. And he's, he's like, I've been having a nurse wipe my ass because like, I haven't I'm figured just, it out just learning the ropes, He's man. like, dude, yeah. I can't tell you anything. What do they do? Do they give you like a veteran who's like, you know, here's what it goes I, on? I have <laughs> no idea. And, and I go, what? And they go, we got a motorcycle accident oh, like, wow. on Sunday and he and he was blind, and we brought him out here to cheer him up. And I went, oh my god! And I'm like, and Segura's howling, fucking <laughs> laughing in the background. And boy, I did not recover. Five days in, the guy's like, I'm not. I'm going to jerk off tomorrow. I'll tell you about Dude, it. Then. Thank God, jerking my- off is like the last thing. Yeah, on that guy's like, <laughs> I'm not going to fucking. Yeah, he's like, wait, what am I supposed to look at? Yeah, Five like, days, everything's gone. Oh, he's I like, hey, like, by the way, it's a motorcycle accident. I have a colostomy bag now, so I don't even wipe my ass. And now that he's blind, he just, your fucking, voice was just oh, so crystal clear oh, in his ears. Oh, it's just ringing. <laughs> You're not blind. <laughs> and he's like, ah. Dude, I failed so much in the Brea Improv. I failed. And, and I think that goes back to what we're talking about, about being famous and getting into stand-up or just getting into stand-up. And no one cares when you fail. They're like, fuck this guy. He'll never make it. And you're like, eh, I'm yeah. not going to quit. I'm not yeah. going to quit. That's why I like so people tough. like early on, like family or whatever, would be like, let me come see you. And I, I would hate it because I, it takes away your freedom to fail. Dude, I which don't, is what stand-up is all about. People Like, I'm best... When the, like there's no you know there's nothing at stake like nobody's coming to see you and you feel total freedom obviously but like anytime people because people will at least have like one person when we go out with Renazizi like per show that will come out and then you just feel like fuck some of these people drive some of them's like they're like I'm gonna drive two hours to come see you guys and I'm like fuck you know now you have this pressure but that's why I can't even imagine when you get to the level where the entire crowd is literally. Come out, to but the see good you. thing with that though is they know what you do and they like what you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Like, we think like that, but they're just like, oh, that was a great fucking show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where we're like, oh, that one thing I did, I didn't like it. You know the parameters of taking chances too. Like, I like, yeah. I, in a weird way, I go, yeah, man. I learned very quickly, like, uh, not to like, not, not like, not to ring up death. Like death really kind of creeped crowds out. And like, yeah. Actually, oddly enough, I saw a guy do it this weekend in Portland, and he did really well with it. He talked. He was talking about his dad dying his dad's anniversary of his death was the next day if you're gonna go with it it has to be very fucking fun you know what i mean to overcome that topic yeah. like if you're gonna do a 9-11 joke it's got to be very fucking funny yeah. david taylor does a stigma. bit about his dad dying and the crowd goes like oh Here's but then the he fucking has a follow-up to it that is great and then all of a sudden they're they're dying and it also is like it's like the other thing young i'm not to give like a seminar on comedy i know that not everyone's Fascinated about. By it. the way, Ari already ha- does that. Ari has uh, industry secrets revealed. He hates when you say that. He he, he held like a, a conference at the comedy store. before he moved to New York, where he's like, all these young comics. I'm going to tell you everything oh, that the industry doesn't so want you to know. It O'Neill would constantly. What was it? Did he put it on a podcast or did he just? No, no it, it was, was like. Oh, what were the industry secrets? It was just like a live. No, it thing. wasn't that, but I called it industry secrets revealed, like a magician, Ari's like yeah. what was it? What, it what wasn't called industry secrets revealed. Stop calling. 
like at that. And he gets open. <laughs> what was it called? What was it called? It, it was just like it was just, just like, put it out there. Like if you want to come, like hear yeah. me talk. Did you about, come? Did you go? No, we no. were like he's oh, like. Wait, who will tell me how I know? I want to know the secrets. I don't see. That's his problem. <laughs> no, none of us learned the secrets except the people. But so, a lot of people showed up because it was like. Here's all the things I wish I knew when I was starting out. So if and you're a young pe- comic. Those people who were there, Pete Davidson. <laughs> just like all these names are all famous. <laughs> yeah, Pete Davidson. <laughs> Leslie Davidson. Jones showed Pete up. Davidson just got sober. I saw that was today. Was it just from weed, though? It sounded like booze. It sounded like everything, kind of. Yeah. But he, I don't know. He seemed always put together every time he's, I saw him. He's I young, dude. Right. He's a young guy. That's a, to it's be, a tough yeah. time to be uh, so famous, so young, and then also trying to stay sober. I mean, I, it, w- it wouldn't work for me if I were 23. I, You know, it's... it's it, the good thing is, is that at least he's in front of the train. Because, like, I mean, I, I, I never had at twenty three. I was fucking doing coke and ecstasy and fucking drinking, and then it worked for me. Yeah, and then I got a, I got like got into comedy. I his, but you got it out of your system a lot too. I yeah, mean, I got, you, I got that partying out of my system. I, you know, I, but if I, you were famous, you would be or known. It, you would have it would have been times ten. You know, yeah. That's the only hard part is that it's, you know, when he. When he slips up, it, it, there's a microscope on it. Yeah, yeah. But okay. I, I, I hope he. I mean, I hope he. The good news is you have Lauren Michaels supervising you, who's been through this fifty times, who's probably got a pretty good handle on how to rein it in. And what's and bad though? What's good the- is a lot of comics go through that, so you have the guys who will steer you. But then there are guys like when Robin Williams came to the store, yeah. and they're like, Let, and everyone fucking let's drink. And they got him high. They got him drunk, and it was yeah. like. Come on, dude. That is the good thing is there are a lot of – that's one of the cool things about, you know, not like – like the silver lining in guys like Patrice and Geraldo passing away. And even like uh, there was another guy, Mitch – Oh, I wish I could remember his name. Hedberg? No. Well, <laughs> Mitch Hedberg. Yeah, Mitch Hedberg. Yeah, was yeah. one. But there was another guy, Mitch. It was so funny. There was like three Mitches, and two of them died, and the only one left is Fatel. And I remember saying to him, like, God, you're the last Mitch you better standing. Watch, you better watch. <laughs> we got to yeah. keep an eye on this one. Uh, he was uh, – but the one cool th- – the one silver lining, not cool thing about them dying, but the silver lining <laughs> is – Here's the great part of their deaths. Is it is like it, – it is like a fucking – shot across the bow yeah like to, even today when i was in the doctor and she said you know you need to quit drinking to keep drinking like yeah. meaning like there's nothing wrong with my liver but but if if i'm gonna live like this you need to be you need to really be cognizant of it it's moderation yeah it's her saying i go and like, I, she pick, goes, pick your spots basically. she's like tell me your moderation tell me what your moderation is i go i don't drink at home but i said but I said the thing that gets tricky, or at least has been tricky, is when you start adding on shows. Like you go, I'm not just doing a weekend. I'm doing Detroit, May 4th at the Crowfoot. And then I'm driving down to Cincinnati to do the Liberty Township Funny Bone that other weekend. And then I tagged on a Sunday show. And so when you're traveling from place to place, for me, when I fly, I drink. It just becomes this nonstop drink in the morning, fucking... Keep it going. Sober up and then have a drink at night. And it just... And I'm like, I go, I just gotta, I gotta, I gotta change the way I tour and just not try to be this road dog or look at a fucking, like then, so then today my wife goes, I'm doing uh DC in Richmond and my wife goes, no, 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 no. You're not, you're not, you're not getting on a plane. You're not, you're not, fuck, you're, you're getting a car service. And I go, yeah, it's like 300 bucks. She goes, doesn't matter. You won't drink. You'll just be, you'll be healthy. Yeah. You'll sleep. And I went. Oh yeah, there is a healthy way to approach is it. Is there a car with like a treadmill in the back? Yeah. And you just run I the wish. Way. I, by the way, I looked for like a, one of those uh, one of those sprinter vans. 
Oh yeah, the fucking I was like, I was like, got like a ten foot ceiling. I was like, yeah, I was like, you can get a once she greens lights that, I go, I'll get a fucking sprinter van. I'll bring in some weights. I'll fucking work out for that hour and a half. You're gonna slam on the brakes while you're bench pressing. It's gonna fucking crush your chest. Dude, those are like those are like for the same price that it's three hundred bucks to get a car service. Those are like fucking two grand. A sprinter van, dude. They're so expensive. So I was like, fuck it. But but yeah, for me it's like, and then it's like, like tonight going to the store, not getting not getting drunk. Yeah, Just going like. Do you have I'm a problem gonna... when you go on the road uh, turning down? Like if someone buys you a shot, do you have a problem saying no? No, I don't have a problem saying no unless I want one. That's the problem I have is that like one this guy I hadn't seen for maybe like twenty years came to my show and he was in the front row. Say your dad, hi oh. <laughs> no, Troy Kent, and he had four shots of Fireball, and he's like, "These are for us," and I was like, "I'm doing these. I want to do these." Yeah. Um, you're kind of like an Attel. Like, remember when Attel had that show on Comedy Central, yeah. where like, and it was like all about, and it, so it's like when people see you. It's like I want to drink with you. Know what I mean, where but that's then a hard he, thing. Then he finally was like, "I can't. I'm done drinking." See, th- that's the way I look at it. I, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with what Atel did, but I don't want to quit drinking. I love. Drink- I really love drinking. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, and I think Atel will probably attest to this. Maybe his was harder than mine. I know that I'd heard stories that he partied pretty hard. But like yeah. I don't, I'm I'm a dad, so I don't. I'm not. Well, also, you're exercising a lot. I mean, he was smoking a ton too. I don't smoke. Like was... I just I just drink. My problem is drinking on planes. That's my real problem. Is because if I didn't drink, f- fear of flying. Fucking massive. There's a rapper, an indie rapper. This white guy, John Wayne. Have you heard of him? He's a good rapper. He like went. Through, I've been getting into him lately. He had this problem where he was traveling a lot and he would drink and he like finally like but he had like almost died like puked on himself and yeah, like you like, gotta see, I think I don't can, have I, my, you can get look, over it though my li- they did my liver count and she goes it's fine but I'll tell you is it the liver still one you still yeah, have one whole yeah, liver I got one <laughs> she said <laughs> it's hundred percent there here's the count it's I, still there because the question is because you don't know what those numbers are she yeah. goes look. It's elevated. It's not bad. You don't you don't have a fatty liver. You don't have cirrhosis. There's no plans of that in the future. But if you party the way you've been partying for the last twenty years, the next, for the next twenty years, you'll be dead. And I was like, Oh, that's only sixty four. You're like, Why are you yeah. bum- Why are you bumming me out? Yeah. She goes, Just pull it back. <clears throat> she goes, Pull it back. That's all. And I went, Okay. She goes, Look, you you lost weight. It was a really good doctor's appointment. In, all in all, but she it, finger your butthole. No, but she she got like she hot. No, she played with my she played with my balls. Really? Uh, with her mouth? You, it's always weird to have a female give you the physical because you always feel like maybe I should work something up here a little I bit. I tried, dude. I've had I've had female doctors because I have a stomach disease. Put I've had you got Crohn's. Ah, uh, the cousin, ulcerative colitis. Wait, what does that feel like? What do you mean? What does it feel like? Like what's it? What is it? What do you? What is it? Is uh, I'm technically I guess it feels in, like someone's licking your asshole at all times. <laughs> I'm technically in remission, but like when I first got it. Like it was, uh, it was like just bad. Like, cause it's an autoimmune disease. So you feel like, t- like it can affect other things. Like you can be tired. Like I, really? like I was like shitting blood, like, and like, so I was like in bad shape. And that's when I was getting a lot of the, the asshole inspections. Oh fuck. And like, and you don't know what's going to happen. Like you just go into it. And then next thing you know, you're like, whoa, like. And there's other people in the room, and you're like, "What the fuck?" Like, well, like, like, like they're teaching a class. Yeah, so like, they're like, "Here, look at his asshole." Yeah, you're like, this see is my I'm... fucking virgin asshole. Dude. Like, like, would you mind if we put this person's finger in your asshole just so they get a feel for it? Yeah, like, like, this is what a 1950s gangbang felt but like. They, they don't even like clean the lube off you, so you feel like you're like leaving a point. You're like, at least wipe it off. But they like, just like throw you a been, napkin and yeah. you clean yourself up. More, like, yeah, you're like, I just you feel like someone just left a used condom inside you. Yeah, you feel like you've been fucked. You're like, come on. 
I'd be like, thank you for not coming inside me, and I got to shit it out, but thanks. You could have taken the comment. Dude, I went, I got it in my head. I remember I was telling him, I was like, I can't stop pissing, dude, and I thought I had a problem with my uh, prostate, (laughs) and I didn't, so I got the psychosomatic. Some things are actual diseases, some (laughs) things are imagined diseases. So I started going to urologists, and I would go to this old man, and he's like, they do all these tests, like she fingers my asshole, he's like, nothing's wrong, and I was like, yeah, I can't stop pissing though. The urgency, and he's like, nothing's wrong. I go to the guy again. He's like, stop coming here. Like the guy like, hates me. I go to this Asian guy, and this guy is like flamboyantly gay. And I was like, oh, this is kind of weird. And then, so then he's giving me. He's like, you know, like they make you lay in the fetal position. They lube your asshole up. He this used no like, glove, and <laughs> he had a French felt, tickler on the end of his finger. Like his penis, and there was a vibrating thing on the end. No, so he. Is like touching my prostate, like whatever the fuck they call it. And he's like, it, but it's very uncomfortable. You have the whole fist in there? <laughs> I gave him the Chevy Chase. And all of a sudden he stops. And I'm like, and it's so uncomfortable. And he's like, sorry, like my hand has a cramp. And I was like, you motherfucker, you're fucking fatigued. <laughs> you fucking. Sorry, I. My hands cramp. My, my shoulders cramp. Uh, I can't move it I'm out of gonna, here. I'm just gonna regroup no, here like, for a minute. My assholes! Like I'm clearly the one in more discomfort. Hold on, I'm you, getting a phone call. You fight through uh, that pain, dude. What's going on? Hey, how's it going? Dude, and then he gave me the old-fashioned coffee stir STD test. The the straw oh, and the dick I've hole. I've had that. And he's like, "This is gonna be a very bad day for you, but let's just get you know this out of the." And I was like, "And he they put it in, then have to give like three revolutions, and you're like, oh, it's that's like yeah, mo- that's stirring. probably the most." That's the most surprising pain I've ever felt. In my oh, life. it hurts, dude. Have you ever it's, had it done? I'm into sounding, so I'm cool. <laughs> dude, don't Google sounding. Do no, not Google sounding. Because uh. what happens, uh. I was on the don't road. Even ta- I don't even like talking about it. I was on the road. I almost got sounded one time. What? In a, by, a, by a dominatrix. And oh, like, what do you mean? Oh, like, like, just like stumbled into her? No, no. It was for Hurt Burt, and they asked me oh. if I wanted the Wait, anal hurt- speculum. What? They were actually going to sh- put that on the episode. Yes. What's an anal speculum? It is. It is. They. It is two forceps that they put inside you. Oh, and like a gynecological. Got it. Spread out your anus. She goes. You can either get the anal speculum or the or the sounds. And you're like. I'll like, take the uh, chicken sandwich. I said. I go sounds. I didn't know what it was. <laughs> yeah. Your sounds. That sounds way better. Sounds. You thought it was like a slap, like a noise or something. I, yeah. I was like, well, and she goes, he wants the sounds. So they bring out a leather. Like it looks like that that thing the Tito's thing I have like okay. a leather case. envelope case and then opens up and it's just like steel rods in different oh, shapes. This and is sizes. like Marathon Man when uh, fucking Lawrence uh, what's his name Lawrence Olivier yeah. has is like it safe? Uh, yeah he, he unfolds his tortures shit yeah and he, she goes all right he wants the sounds and she pulls them out and I go oh those look safe like is that what are they they look like harmonic tuning forks that you'd hit and then they go Ooh. yeah and you put them by my balls and I'd feel the vibration and I'd get a nut. And so I go, definitely the sounds. And she goes, cool, lube them up. And I go, lube them up. By the way, I'm, I'm tied up. I, I can't move. And I go, lube them up. Hold on, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Do you have a safe word or no? Uh, wait, yeah, how, it was marshmallow. So they're filming this. It was marshmallow? It was marshmallow. Yeah, they're filming it. They're filming it. I'm totally naked. I'm completely and totally naked. And uh, they're filming it. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I, I'll show you, I'll show you a picture fuck? online. Um, where's my phone? I'll, I'll watch. She just had a. What she, season was this? The last one. Like, really, one. This better be sweep, oh, sweep. Man. Season one. It's, hang on one second. Mistress. Why is this not. Why is the voice recognition not working? Mistress Isabella. And uh, and so I said, wait, what is the sounds? And she goes, oh, we put them in your urethra. 
And I was like, wait, why do you call them the sounds? And she goes, each one will make you make a different sound. And I was like, fuck that. So then, so then while I'm filming Hurt Bert, uh, here we go. Mr. Isabella on. Okay, look. Did you end up taking the anal speculos? You look like Adam Sandler there. Ooh, that girl's hot. Oh, what the fuck? She looks kind of like Tori Hatch, Terry Hatcher. She looks like Alyssa Milano. Oh my god! So she's in her garb. Great effects, by the way. Mistress Isabella, dangerously, beautifully painful. Ooh! <laughs> 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 you make it there. Totally. Your grundle's like in the free air. Your legs are spread eagle. You're wearing knee pads. Oh, this is like a uh, operating room. Why are you wearing knee pads? It's, my legs are tied up. Oh. Oh, on the balls? Yeah. No, 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 no way. See how much psychology is involved in this? Holding the whip before I struck Bert, I think, was my favorite part. I think when Ari got the ladle through the balls. I did that. The Asian chick was hot as shit. The Asian chick's wearing a batting glove. Oh my god. You kind of like the college, you know? She is a smart, intellectual woman who does this because it's her lifestyle. She's into curing adults that. Are missing things in their life. Were you pre-puberty oh there? God. Your voice is definitely a little yeah, higher voice, there. I think that that's alcohol. I think that's oh, what, look at this. Look at this. Maybe that's what the guy, the Mexican guy, saw in the clip, and they're making fun of your voice there. This is, this is. Oh, the, here it is. They're bringing out the fucking torture case. This is the violet wand. It's like a cattle prod. No, wait. Let's let's talk about this first. Oh. Let's talk about this. That noise. Don't they have silent ones of those? Where you put them? No, 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 no. Like, no! Electric prod no to the way. junk. What yeah. the fuck? <laughs> the fucking cattle prod to the nuts? To the dick. Oh, fuck. Dude, so that was... the was, one girl holding your dick up? And the then... one girl is... The Asian chick was so fucking hot. And she had rubber gloves on. And... It, it was hot in there, and like inside her rubber gloves were getting wet, which was turning me on. But I could not get any chub. By the way, in on this set are two cameramen, right? Maybe three, two cameramen, uh, a, a sound guy, my producer, uh, my executive producer, and Marnie Hockman, who is uh, was running FX at the time, running Fox Alternative. And I'm totally naked. <laughs> this is a really good way to get go, to know the was talent. Your, was your mom not available to yeah, come on the... <laughs> At one point, Marnie Hawkman goes, I, gentlemen, I feel like we're shooting a porn. And I was like, I mean, you, bas- I mean, I mean, you were fact, shooting a porno. You were naked. A, we definitely shot a yeah, porn. Yeah, that's totally. We definitely shot a porn. Yeah. Yeah, I've been a porn star. Mistress is, well, I had her on my podcast. She's fucking hot. Can I piss out in yeah, the yeah, yeah, back? Is she still the, working? Piss by the... Uh, the tree. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in the back. By okay. the way, we got to bring up the guy Fieri, your new friendship with him. I'll save it yeah. for O'Neal. Yeah, save it for O'Neal. <laughs> <laughs> we got a bone to pick. We're very anti-Fieri. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, I love him. I know. We got to oh, wait for O'Neal him. to come I back. I love him. 
I can't believe you guys. Had, what? What? We what? love Rachel Ray. I saw you do the bit about her I in your latest special. I love Ray Ray. It's only the O'Neill and I used to play a game. We love thirty-minute meals oh. on the Food Network. Yeah, because there's something about her that's hot. Something, dude. There's she's hot. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. And this is natural energy. This isn't like her yeah. eliciting sexual energy to get from the, from you something she wants. Yeah, natural energy. She could get you to do anything. She's just so she's so real and like there's no Hollywoodness to her. I'm sure there is when she's yeah. on set or when she's working or if she's at an award show. But like me and her just hanging out, I fucking. Uh, that girl's got that thing. Seems like a cool, you know what I mean? Who's cool? Who you can say what you want, or you know what I mean? Like no, like sort of like oh, don't say this or don't say. She that. had some party she had to go to. Uh, she was in this Soho loft. She, I think it was her party actually. And I was, I did her show that day, or I was in town doing stand up, and she just texted me and was like, was like, hey, do you want to come down to this party? And I was like, fuck yeah. And so she goes, cool. And so I go down and. As soon as I get down there, she just pulls me over to her. She goes, just hang out with me. I don't feel like talking to anybody. And I was like, yeah. She's like, yeah. She's like, what are you, where are you doing stand-up? Like, just real. Yeah. Like, real. Like, there's no – she was just real. And I, that's what I love about her is this just no bullshit. Like, I, you know, but uh, but the thing I like about Guy – Before you, we used to play a game. Did you ever watch 30-Minute Meals? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are so, you guys talking about Guy Fieri? Rachel Ray, Rachel yeah. Ray. But oh, oh. We used to play Rachel a game Ray. where we, we would guess. We would yeah. see, we'd hit info. We'd go, oh, 30-Minute Meals is on next. And we would guess what color bodysuit. We'd read the description of the episode. <laughs> Will she be wearing? Yeah. Because she loved bodysuits at that yeah. era. It was always a solid. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so it would be like, it'd be like I'm going red. He's like, I'm feeling green today. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, my God. Shut up. I had this weird attraction. It's not weird, I, Yeah, we were just having oh, this conversation. Oh, okay. It's not weird. It's like, you know, I hung out with her and her husband in Mexico. Her husband was totally there. Are they divorced? Is Google that the one there? Are they divorced no, now? No, no if you Google oh, no, her, there's that a, was, uh... for some reason, like, if I Google her, it always comes up. What celebrities are in open relationships? And she's always, her picture's always on. I don't know if it's true. Wait, uh, what, what kind of website is I've that? I've seen it, like, all the time. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, don't, I don't know that about her, but I have seen that come up. Yeah, it's weird. It um, comes up. You no, know, we hung out in Mexico and... Uh, and she just was like, in my head, I kept saying, I want to ask her to do my podcast, but I doubt I'd get this person on my yeah. podcast. But she was so, like, we just ended up getting fucking hammered and laughing and talking about comedy. She loves comedy. Really? And yeah, loves comedy. You and, got you and her are like Mario Batali and Action Bronson, the rapper. They're like good oh, buddies. Are I, they really? Yeah. Dude, I, well, I, I, I dig that. her. I think she's cool as fuck. Is she still doing that daytime talk show? Yeah. 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 Holy Dude, shit. It's been on forever. Rolling in loot. He was, yeah. I saw him on it and she. I have done it, that's I've when done it probably this, that's, 10 times. That's where the skydiving thing came, right? I've done I've done a lot with her. I mean, there was a point where. Oh, she, that's okay. Where she, when she didn't want to do a segment, she'd just call me up and go, ah, I don't want to go fucking rappelling. Would you come do this with me? And I'd be like, yeah, sure. I love Rachel. Uh, but I also. Love Guy for the same reason I love Rachel. Oh man, this is tough to hear. Here's why it's I tough love to Guy hear, Fieri. man. Guy is who he says he is. <laughs> yeah, that's no, the problem. Not, that might be the problem. No, but there's no like that's not a character. 
See, like what I okay. So like, let's take. So he's like, not Larry the Cable guy, who's is a real guy whose name is you know. Yeah, but I mean, not to shit on Larry because I'm having him on my podcast in a couple of weeks. But we love Larry. No, love Larry, but and but Larry. Also, you can't fault Larry for. I mean, Larry fucking went out there and did it, man. I don't. Well, know, a lot of people shit on him, but I'm like, not shitting you on him. But I'm just saying, like, I, I think of that yeah, as yeah. a persona. Yeah, yeah. It, it is, it's there, a there, you could argue. You could see an argument one way or another why yeah. that's negative. Yeah. But the thing I love about True. guy is like. Is like he's just very like like he said to me one time he goes uh, he's like I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna guy it up a little bit but but like this is not shy of the way he would talk to you bro him when you come to North Carolina or North North California me and you gotta. A couple of these babies, you know, me put and some you. donkey sauce yeah, on put it. Some donkey sauce, like he really is. <laughs> Too much, dude. But he's I legit could, that guy. And I, I couldn't fucking, do it. I couldn't. I do respect it because I go, hey, like I'm sure there's fucking alt comics that look at me and they're like, oh my god, is he just broing out? But I'm like, fuck, like I, I love it. And like Are you, the, do you consider yourself the Fieri of comedy? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, now, now here's what I here's what I will say. You should, you know what you should get. You should become the guy Fieri of comedy, but you instead of having flame shirts, you have flame body paint or, or take off your guys, shirt, guys, guys, or no shirt. I think I no, am. The guy, no I think shirt. I am the guy Fieri of comedy. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. I got no shirt. I go out there and kill a fucking beer. The machine. You need you need a pinky ring. I need a pinky you ring. You know what you need to do? You need to combine that with Gallagher, and you're spraying donkey sauce on people in the front row, and they have to come in ponchos and stuff. By the way, I love donkey sauce. I'm not- <laughs> I love it. Can I tell you? Have you? Do you know the origins of it? No. no. He basically like ripped it off. Yeah. Some fucking. Some it's guys like were a, building on addition onto his house. No, no, it's like a known. <laughs> some guys were building an addition. It's like a known thing, and then he just branded it his own. He like was on a cruise ship or something working. Like, dude, when he was unknown. And he was like, "It's his donkey sauce, okay, bro." So- and the chef's like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> you guys, you guys need to get out of L.A. a little bit. How, when was the last cruise ship you were on? Uh, I've never been on a cruise. Never been on. Okay, okay, okay. Let me tell you something right now. We're both when, cruise virgins. You, are you shitting me? No. Are you shitting me? going on the Kid Rock. She's uh, performing on the Kid Rock cruise. Oh, I'd love to, I'd love to get on one of those time. cruises. By the way, my brother, who's a huge Opie and Anthony fan, but yeah. like a recent, you know, he like goes yeah. through the back catalog. And so he he loves listening to Dana Shane O'Neill, our podcast. And he heard Eleanor on there. And he always, like Voss, like, a lot of those guys were obsessed of like, what level comic are you? Yeah, like you're a middle, you piece of shit. You're, hey, I'm a headliner. This is a headliner's table. Yeah, I'm a middle. Yeah, there, whatever. Yeah. Like, and so in Voss, like if he, if someone came at Voss, which a lot of those guys did, he'd be like, "You're a boat comic." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was a big. That was a, when I was a comic. That if you did boats, that was like it's fucking, like a big insult. It's real tab. Yeah, I mean, you that's just, like, you just didn't do them. Yeah. if you did them, then then your career was over. We knew a guy who did. <laughs> Some cruise ship comedy. Well, now it's changed. Cruise, doing big, big J does fucking like yeah. a crew, like a metal. Well, cruise. those are really different. Yeah, even guys that do cruise ships, they've because George Lopez started booking them. So, like, really? Yeah, George Lopez, his company books, uh, uh, uh not Princess, um, not Celebrity, 
Ebola uh, cruise lines? No, he, <laughs> but his his comedy. So they started putting good comics on. Wow. And it, so I remember going to a show and seeing like a legit solid comic work dirty. And I ended up doing a set on that cruise because we were shooting for Travel Channel. She sounds I, like a nightmare to be locked in with the audience. It does. Like if you bit. bomb, like say you do crowd work, you yeah, see the dude. guy at the buffet and you're like, yeah, what if that your blind ball? guy was there and you <laughs> have to run into this guy? They're like, five, five days ago, we brought him on the cruise to cheer him up. No, so I do, constantly walking into the pool. I, he falls <laughs> over the edge. I'm like, was that suicide or was that just the five days blind? A rookie move. I do Cowhead's cruise. My buddy Cowhead, Mike Calta. In oh, Tampa. I always see you interacting with him. Is I, he a friend from college or something? No, no, no. He's the biggest radio guy in Florida. But you, and you just know him from doing his show. Yeah, yeah. I've known, okay. I've known him for I've known him for like fifteen years. He's he got his own cruise that, deal. He he does his own cruise. Be, me and Big J are trying to put one together. Really? For like a comics cruise of guys like us. Like like legit favored nations across the board. Everyone just goes. We get our fans to go. We oh, book it out. Yeah. And we and we just we do some live podcasts. We do a show at night. Every night we do one do show. Do a couple different rooms. Yeah. Have a couple different It'll comics It'll be the Burning going. Man cruise line. They're fun it's as like fuck. It's like Oddball, but on a cruise ship. It's They're fun as fuck. Cruise ball. Because you literally are hanging out with... Like when I go with Mike... Cow, cowhead, I call him. We share a balcony, so his room and my room adjoin, and so me, him, and this guy Pete and his brother John just hang out the whole fucking time. And ju- and Ralphie was on, and you just bullshit. It's it's literally. Like- I mean, I would do that, but I mean, if I'm yeah. talking, if you had to go out by like by no, yourself I, on a family listen, cruise and work, I wouldn't clean, do that yeah, either. Cool. But the point of why cruise ships are great is Guy Fieri's got a burger bar there, and. <laughs> Guy Fieri's Burger Bar. And you're just drinking donkey Whatever sauce. Whatever you dude, want a burger, dude, you got it, Bert. You fucking just walk up, and they're free. They're free. Oh, oh they, they are do. free. They're free. And, and in the middle of the day, that's when you're the like... That's the danger. That's what I've heard is food. Any amount oh. of food you want at any hour. And you just walk up, burger. And you're I'll drunk. I'll take a double cheeseburger, load it up. And then he's got all the fixings with the donkey sauce oh, and bacon. Defeat. You can throw <laughs> bacon on there and fries. And it is. I'm not fucking around. It is, and I'll put this in 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 scope. Out of the best burgers I've ever had, uh, it's in the conversation. It, it is. It is in the conversation. I, I won't top say, five? No, I won't say top five because because I've had some pretty amazing burgers traveling around the world. Yeah. Like I've had some really great burgers, and uh, there's a Ferg Burger in New Zealand that might be the best burger. Say wow. Fur Burger? Ferg Burger? Oh, I, thought that, you, I thought you meant yeah. like the term for pussy in the eighties. No, I had burger. a Filip- I put, <laughs> Filipino in, pussy burger. I put In and Out <laughs> in there. In and Out's one of the best burgers I've ever had. In and Out's great burger. Five Guys makes a great breakfast sandwich. Like I, every time I land in DC, I go straight and get one of those bacon, and they put a heart attack smell of bacon on there. But like, there's a place called is it the, uh, is it the thick cut? Not it's, the thick. Dude, it's oh. the best. And then the, is it kosher? No, <laughs> and then there's this place, Cheeseburger in Paradise, that's in right out of Boca Grande. It's on an island, and it's one of the best burgers I've that ever Buffett had. Buffett related, Jimmy? Yeah, yeah, that's where he wrote the song was about that cheeseburger. Got it. And so, uh, and but that burger, every time I go on a cruise, it does not let down. And you can put all your fixings on it the way you want it. Oh, it's so fucking It's like the good. old Fuddruckers. Remember Fuddruckers used to be Fuddruckers builder? Fuddruckers is a great goddamn burger. I know, there was one near where I lived. Never there's, went to it. I think there's still one in Burbank. Do they have here? Aren't, really? Yeah. Aren't the burgers huge? Like, they're big, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's all raw meat. And you're like, it's like I'll take one pound, please. Yeah. yeah. You could have fucking five oh, pounds if you want. As a kid, it. I'd go, I'll take the one pounder. My dad's like, you're just way too much. Medium rare, please. I can do it, Dad. This Shut is me, up. This is I hate me at you. 10. Medium rare, one pound burger. And they're like, did you guys get off work at the docks? 
And you're like, give me some donkey sauce. Give me donkey sauce. I loaded up <laughs> like, We don't even know what that is. Guy Dude, Fieri hasn't invented it yet. What was the What was the other burger we were just talking about? Ferd Burger? No, f- in and out or uh, Five Guys, and then there's some place in an island. No, fuck. Fuddruckers is a good fucking burger. I'm trying to think of good. I'll, whenever oh. I think of burger talk, I just hear Samuel L. Jackson. And fo- that is a tasty burger. <laughs> what he's like loving it? The big Kahuna burger. And he's like, that is a ta- you, that is a nice beverage. Do you want to? Um, do you do you remember when the counter was not as popular as it was, and there was just one? Yeah, that was one of the top five burgers I ever it had. It was a decent burger. The first and time I had a counter they started burger, making them like fourteen dollar burgers. People yeah. used to rave about umami burger. I liked umami. It was okay. I had umami burger with uh, with uh, Terrell Davis. Yeah, for the 49ers. Yeah, right. He was the Terrell Davis. I know was, the name. He was the wide receiver. I thought he was the uh, running back for the Broncos. No. Yeah, you're right. Who was the Terrell wide, Owens? Who was the Who was the tight end for the 49ers who had the high top who won the game with that catch that one year? Oh, I have no idea about football. Well, like, what are we talking Montana era? Or are we no, talking... no, no. Like, like probably seven years ago, six years ago. Not, um, not the guy that fucking Singletary went crazy on the big jacked guy from the University of Maryland when he gave the "can't do it" speech. Not that no. guy. Anyway, not I Vernon a... Davis. Before... Vernon Davis. It was Vernon Davis. Oh, it was Vernon? Yeah, Davis. Vernon Davis. I had a burger... that was the guy Singletary went crazy on. Really? He accused him of dogging. You ever seen the press conference? He's like, "Can't play with him. Can't win with him. Can't do it." He benched him for the whole game. <laughs> he fucking lost his mind. Really. That was when Singletary pulled down his pants. Is it from Temecula? No. It's weird that... I'm going to hang up on them. That's weird that uh, Frank from... Because I literally get a ton of those telemarketers from Temecula. And Frank... Did he grow up in Temecula? I don't know. He's got a Temecula phone number. Used to be a hot hotbed of MMA activity. Temecula? Yeah. Uh, there was like a big fight team out of there. Old what's-his-name was in Henderson. there. Dan Henderson. I've got the weirdest Do message. Do you like MMA? I love MMA. I got a weird message from a fan who goes, Hey, Bert, I'm good friends with Forrest Griffin, who would love to be on your podcast. Oh, he's, wow. He's a funny dude. He's but he's like, tagged... Uh, he's fucking hilarious. And I think he's a beer drinker. Oh, I think so, too. And yeah. So, and did he so, use the... F- I read his book. Yeah, he, it's great. Like, he was well known, but yeah. like not. He, but he went to a bar, and if he, he goes, if someone challenged me to a fight, he he fought this guy in a fucking bathroom. Are like, you serious? Yeah, he goes. And then he's like, what? But, he's but he like, said the guy threw at him, and he goes. Then he realized, oh, this guy actually knows something. Yeah, and he goes, oh fuck, and he goes, like, oh, I'm fuck. in a fight. Yeah, really? Normally yeah. he said it would just be like a guy. You could probably just like <laughs> knock him out, and then that was it. He did Jay Moore's. I don't know why he wouldn't do this. Boss uh, Rutten's a guy you got to have on too. I want to hear fucking fight stories. King of Pancrase. Hold on one second. Boss Rutten might be the number one most interesting person. Like, I think, I think, I I will say this, I will say this unequivocally. I am a very interesting person. If you bring up a story, I've got a story for that almost about any subject. Boss Rutten's stories make mine look like fucking, like fucking, like children's books. He said, I, the last one he did with Rogan, I was driving to san diego and i was like please don't let this end let there be another three hours he's like one time i knew a guy who put a cool cue ball in his mouth we had to break out his teeth to get his cue ball out and i'm like what <laughs> i'm like everything he says is genius do you ever hear the brian erlacher story with boss Rutten? no boss oh, Rutten yeah. is at a bar in chicago and uh he's just hanging out and he's like with some friends and he steps on a guy's shoe and the guy freaks the fuck out and he just looks at the guy and goes hey man sorry the guy's like no man fuck that and he's like, yeah, I said, I'm sorry, man. Like, what the fuck? And it was Erlacher's shoe. 
And Erlacher goes, let's, no, let's fucking fight. Let's go outside. And Basru goes, okay. And he just calmly walks, and some guy grabs Erlacher and goes, you know who the fuck that is? And he goes, no. Goes, That's Boss Rutten. And Erlacher fucking. No, he didn't. And this buddy goes, like, dude, yeah, he grabbed. He goes, dude, this guy is a fucking, this guy, this is what he does. Yeah, he's like an animal. He's, he's a, a fucking legend. champion. Erlacher went up a pot, like, I'm very sorry. Like, I overreacted. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I went from, like, I'm going to kick your ass to, like, oh, shit. But, boss Rutten wouldn't yeah. even, but Boss Rutten even talks about, he's like, if somebody messes with me and they're drunk, He's like, I'm not going to knock him out, hit him in the face. I'll punch him in the stomach, drop him to the ground. You know, they don't deserve it. They're just being <laughs> stupid. Like, he's God, that skilled of a fighter so... where he's like, I, I'm just going to punch him in the stomach and drop you him. You imagine having that confidence <laughs> anywhere you go? Like, I have no, unless there's weapons, I have no problems. Have and he's you, huge. I oh, mean, he's, he's fucking massive. huge. Have you seen the video of him fighting five bouncers at once? No, no. I want to say that's. I, I want to say I heard him on Rogan one time talking about it, Jeez. and then oh, yeah, watched has, the video. He, he has a video, like a play-by-play of how to fight uh, in a bar, and I think it comes from when he fought those guys because he's like, because he was talking specifically what he did, would do in a fight and what he did, like about bashing people's heads in the fucking tables. Well, it's great, and but stuff. then he does like stuff for the Cartoon Network, like hey, like kids exercise, like Cartoon Network commercials. He's fucking fascinating, man. He like, really he is. Really, but him even and Forrest, him and Forrest both, and that uh, that's one of the things that I I feel like part uh, part of uh, of the UFC has tried desperately to sterilize these guys. That when yeah. when we first met them. They were like these larger than life characters, yeah. like animals. Dude, Forrest Griffin, I, I they've spent... gone corporate. There's corporate sponsors involved now. But these yeah. guys, like Boss Root, they were like almost like the everyman. They were like the yeah. they were the guys who grounded out, worked their way up. Not like these guys that they're trying to make into superstars. These were guys that were relatable. It's what's well, also the thing. I you know one of the things I do like about Conor McGregor is uh, is. That he's just fascinating to watch. That everything's and I like that about the Diaz brothers. Like they're just like when there's when the Diaz brothers fight, was it was it Nick or Nate who put the guy in the submission with the his fingers legs and yeah, started finger, flicking off? Yeah. Like I love that shit. I don't want that shit removed. It is a fight. Let's not forget it's a fight. Yeah. They, and there's showmanship to, uh, and to it. And that's part of what draws people to it. I don't like the sterilization of it. It's yeah. if, they're if, all it the feels same. like boxing, man. It feels like boxing's coming along and they're just trying to make superstars. Whereas like Fucking, I love Forrest Griffin oh. when he, he was fighting. I got to read his book. What's his book called? Uh, it was out of why. I think he has two. It was that one of them was like almost like it was like a how to fight sort of thing. One but of also some ten stories. years ago. Yeah, it was a while ago. I read I'm it. I'm going on Amazon.com and buying it. It's uh, it's pr- it was short. It's a quick read. It was a good book though. The great That's thing- what I like about a good book. Just like Life of the Party, you can get it at Amazon.com. And if you read it, you can then go on uh, Steve's. He- hear me, hear this, me this, book. this book, which was spawned from this room right here uh i will always accept credit for that podcast because i came up with the idea i remember my my business manager my business manager called me and he goes you should have never given that idea to steve renazizi i said why and he goes that is a genius fucking idea and i was like yeah but i don't i'm not gonna do it like i'm not i don't have time for it i'm already doing a podcast i'm not gonna do two podcasts and he was like no and i go look this is what podcasts are about we are friends and he wants a podcast and i go and i and i I was like, the one we did, my numbers were through the roof. I can have Steve on my podcast any day, and I'll get big fucking numbers. Yeah. And I go, this is what it's all about. And, dude, his podcast has taken off. People were talking to me at this weekend at the show in about Portland. This. And then they're like, have you heard about – they're like – the best part of the thing is his intro. He goes off on American Airlines. Like, I guess he got kidnapped by them or something. Yeah, he, like, I saw he tweeted. They, like, held him, like, on the runway for a while. But Steve, but Steve Renazizi is – I you guys are really good friends with him. The thing I like about Steve is that that I was there when, when all the shit went down. 
And he he's just a man. Like he's like like we've all like he's the representation of we've all made a fucking mistake here and there. And and yeah. sometimes especially they get blown in up. this business, yeah. yeah, especially in this business, no one knows how hard it is. Like when I, I was saying to someone the other day, if you could have told me that I'd have one story that people wanted to hear, the machine story, I'd be like, fuck it, I'll tell that for ten years. Then once you get it, you're like, yeah. maybe I shouldn't yeah. have had one story. Like this business is so hard to break through in that you have no idea. It's why it's why like, you know it's why <clears throat> sometimes people steal jokes because they're like fuck I can't figure out stand up. It's, it's pressure, yeah. It's yeah. pressure. And I've known Steve. For, I've known Steve for a really fucking long time, probably twelve years, ten years. And he has always been solid to me. Yeah, never fucking lied to me. Always been cool as fuck. And I, I'll consider him a friend until the until as long as we'll stay friends. As long as he'll have me as a friend. Same with Ari. Same with fucking Tommy. Same with you guys, man. Like I'm so glad. Ari's, th- there are very few people, and the people listening to this podcast will attest when they in the comments on t- Twitter. There are very few people I can sit and just do two hours with and feel like it was an hour. A lot of yeah. times, yeah. a lot of times when I do a podcast, I look down and I'm like, Fuck. <laughs> "Is this it over yet?" I go, "Wow, this- 15 minutes? Are you shitting?" You know me? who rejected the intro from Ari for Danish and O'Neill? Who? Tom Segura. <laughs> but they just weren't having guests oh, anymore. Know. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's yeah. just no, funny. No offense. That fucking shit dick wouldn't have me on his podcast. So they're just like a strict like, well, no Well, no, guests. they just don't. Uh, their numbers drop when they have guests. Oh, okay. And uh, they've got yeah, advertisers. So like, fuck yeah. Because yeah. their fans really just love Tom and Christina. Yeah. They yeah. love the two of them and their energy. And when a fan comes on, uh, and I, I'm guilty of this, sometimes... I'll either exclude Tom or exclude Christina. It adds like, a new dynamic. Tough, to yeah, it. yeah. And if you're not used to working like that, and you don't know the fucking catch. I mean, they, all, their whole thing is about catchphrases. And like, and oh yeah, fucking inside, inside, inside jokes. Or, yeah, you you abandon that when you Dude, have people on. Their fans come up to me and they're like, "Hey Hitler, uh, are your jeans high and tight?" And you're like, "What?" <laughs> you're like, "Is this coat?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you think they're trying to like buy cocaine off you? You're like, what What's you up, mommy? About? And you're like, "What the fuck are you calling me?" <laughs> I'm trying to write Forrest Griffin in Amazon.com. What's they, the, let's do a promo for his book you loved it i did like it i, I could go it. on it I, I actually i'm gonna I be on a hear me this book episode coming soon uh, for real yeah was did you already record it yeah did is he it, rec- it come out today did he pre-recorded like a million is it got fight uh let me see yeah the that is it can i see the cover that is it yeah that was the one I got yeah. fight i'm gonna buy both of them i oh. read the book and i don't even read well like i don't read books and it's a quick read it's, it would have been better if you said, I don't read good. I don't read good. <laughs> I'm not so good a reader. So my daughters are making slime. That's what they do on their spare time. It's this. What are they re- trying to work at Nickelodeon? Dude, they, they go and they make, it's borax and Elmer's glue. Is, is that, is that, is that safe? Water. Borax is like a fucking, it's an element, right? Yeah, on yeah, the, yeah. On the... And they make it. They make it with their hands. Where do you get borax? Safe. I'm not certain if it's safe, but they're making glue, uh, slime. Where do you buy they, borax? Uh... On Amazon.com. So, <laughs> what are the number one borax distributor is? You're gonna get oh my arrested God. for like having <laughs> this book ships in four fucking weeks. No, four what? weeks. Yeah, what get the, the audio book. Just is download he, the does audio. Does he walk book. in here? What the fuck kind of delivery? Yeah, you could is probably yeah. have oh, him fuck. bring it. You could book him and just have him bring the book with. Well, yeah, him. but I want to read it before I interview him. Uh, he's someone that I, as soon as I saw, I was like, oh, I bet I'd be friends with that guy. Like, when if, it's the first. He seems time like I saw a very down. He was a cop before he fought. Like, yeah, it's very from Georgia, right? Very down there. Yeah, Georgia also guy. Huge. Really? Yeah. Big I dude. mean, he fought at two hundred five, but he probably walks at like two thirty, two forty, and he's six four. 
and he's solid. Dude, in that book, I forget how he did it. I think fighting, he broke his arm in like Brazil, and he was oh, like, yeah, he was fighting. He down goes, there. Eh, I don't want to fucking you know set it. Bro- I think Jer- did Jeremy Horn break his arm? Somebody did, and he yeah. just didn't get it. And he goes, now my arm is like permanently you like kind of like when he like fights, crick in his arm. It's not <laughs> set right. Yeah, he didn't get it set. It fused back together, but like off. That's like a off. fucking. That's like man. I'm scared of the doctor, but hey, dude, that was the early days of MMA. I love like man. I love. I, I remember first seeing him. I, I can't remember who introduced me to him, but going like, fuck, man, this is a guy I, can, I bet I get along with. Did you see the Stefan Bonner fight? The classic? No. The first oh, one? Dude. Maybe I did. I don't know. Oh, you had, dude. I mean, it, That's it's, like it's what exploded greatest, MMA. It's probably one of the greatest fights of all time. Real life Rocky fight. It is insane. Back and forth. Can I tell you that? Rogan, like, I think came in his pants like 40 times. Yeah, so really. Like, he he literally, literally is like, I need a new pair of underwear. Like, he's like, this is the best. <laughs> The only other thing I want to do, I want to do really bad. I want to do a podcast with um, with uh, Jason Mayhem Miller, but I want to do a, a weekly. Hold on, I want to do a weekly podcast Whoa. with him. Good okay, hear, hear me out. Hear me out. I want to do a weekly podcast that he can record at his house and I can record at my house. But it's it's a podcast for people that they that don't really get podcasts but they know that like ooh a fighter and a comic is a good mix cuz that's what's selling right now it is and so the intro will be him so if you do a live show on, is he always be a satellite nope, nope going off on a rant and me taking his audio and pretending to be in the room with them and then okay. he leaves after five minutes and then I go, okay, looks like I'll do be doing this by myself. But we split the fucking money for ad sales and every week it's him going, like him starting a point, like oh here's God. what's wrong with this fucking wall that Trump wants to build. And then I go, hey, calm down. He goes, I'm not going to calm down. I'm not going to fucking lose this shit. And then he walks out. Then I go, okay, I'll be finishing this podcast. So Have you seen his house? No, I know Jason. I know Jason no, well. Have, I see him. I see him every time I see him at the clubs. But have you seen his house? Have you seen what he's done to his house? I think I saw it in a police video. Yeah, he turned it into a, every room's a gym. Is is what? Th- he has mats in every room. Oh, I didn't see all that. A lot of spray graf- painted. A lot of graffiti. And he's literally just trained. <laughs> like he's got rid of all his furniture, and it's just like a fucking gym. His whole every, house is a gym. He has like a weird crew. He has like a, punch like a, this former fighter guy who's like very eccentric, a big tall blondie with yeah. bushy hair. Like if you look at his Instagram, like some of it, you're like, wow, I know this him. Is- like I've said, he came to my hour special taping. We hung out. Like. I, first of all, I I really like Jason. Like you know, he, he's sometimes uh, he's very. Every time I've been around him, he's always been very chill. Like, which makes me nervous. No, well, I think that's because he could fucking destroy no, you. No, I know, but in there a was second. a time where you remember he uh, was that Earl, uh, Hey Man, or grab, and then he he like no, it was Tebow. Oh yeah, Tebow he said hello to him and he grabbed him and he like didn't recognize him. And he like bowed up. He's like whoa, 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 dude, I've talked to you before, dude. There was a fight in the main room, I guess, one night, like not that long ago, and everyone's running out of the main room, like into the streets, and Mayhem's there and he runs into the fucking main room. It's like, get he out just, of my like way. I gotta get well, in see, there. You got This is the thing you got. I mean, I, that like I I look at guys like well, we'll just use Forrest, Mayhem, and Boss as like as like. You know, so many people are trying to squash masculinity, like that all these women protesters are like, kill masculinity, topple the hierarchy. And you go, you forget we need these fucking killers out there. Yeah. These guys that are fucking, that run into a fight. We need their kids for our armies. Dude, you know what I mean? Like, like there's... I, I in told, Russia, they're training. No, they make teenagers. you seem like if you're like an old school tough guy, that you're automatically a misogynist and no, stuff like but, that. But, but that, that's what they're trying to like convince. Like, oh well, that you know that breeds this and this. Those and guys this sort of behavior are the forefathers of guys like me not talking shit anymore. 
Like because yeah. those guys exist, I don't talk shit in cars to anybody more. Exactly. Dude, every, I think everyone in LA knows MMA. When I see him, yeah. I go, "This fucking guy." I mean, look at the Diaz brothers. You wouldn't think anything if you saw those guys. I swear to God, if I saw uh, Nate in a bar, I'd be like, Pfft. "Yeah, I could fuck." fuck we were at the store. If I saw like his ear, I'd be like, "I'm like, oh. dude." I, whenever, so now I'm obsessed with ears, and I always go. So if I ever got in a fight. If I had to fight, I would always look at the ears. Because if it's a wrestler, <laughs> then he's going to take you down. He could have so worn fucking the, the covers know, from a very young age. It's, it's just a, <laughs> dude, I, I, like, if no, I, you can't like, mess with anybody Nate now. Diaz and Nick Diaz independently would fuck me up beyond recognition. But I'm like, I, what are they, like 170? Uh, Nick is bigger than Nate. Nate yeah. fights at 55 and 70. But he walks at like nine. He's like, he's like. Shorter than me, but about my build. And Nick um, is a little, probably carries himself a little heavier. Fights six at eighty five, six one two twenty. I'd be like, I'd be like, excuse me, and they'd be like, hey man, respect the fucking eight oh eight. What are they from? Two oh nine. You ever heard? We do impressions. Of Nick and Nate. <laughs> Let's not do them here because they might listen to them. We've done it a lot. We've seen them. The, the, we saw Nate at the store and like Sam Tripoli when he's like, they fucking guys and punch drunk man. They fucking do impressions. And we were like. Like, dude, this guy will fun. I think he likes comedy. He would yeah. not like that. He would I think not he likes get comedy, that. and I think I get like I think that we'd have similar likes and, and personality traits because I like everything he does. I've, I watch his fucking Periscopes. They're, he's a quiet dude. Like They're we both were, quiet. Yeah, we were at the league premiere. Uh, Renazizi, who's been treated us like a million bucks, always. Uh, we agree with your sentiment. We were at the league premiere, and they do the premiere with uh, Always Sunny, and it's FX, obviously, yeah. or was. So it's all those. It's all, all those the F- fighters UFC were in guys. town. So it was John Jones. Donald Cerrone, Nate Diaz, wow, wow. Clay Guida, uh, what's Sam his name? Stout. Sam Stout. And yeah. so uh, Ari, we've told this story before, but Ari is talking to John Jones. He's like, hey, John, these are my friends. And he introduced me and O'Neal. And I go, hey, man, I'm a fan of the Patriots, your brother, who they traded to the Cardinals, but at, not at the time. Yeah. I was like, it's great. you know. Like, and he's like, my brother's going to work so hard. Like, super nice guy. Like, wow. Like, this guy, he's like, this guy, he was the champ. Like, yeah. And he's talking to us. He like, liked Ari. So then later in the night, Ari's like, I'm going to leave. i got to go do a show. And so he said goodbye to John Jones, and he like, and they kind of like, you know, slapped hands or whatever. And John Jones looked at me and O'Neill, and he's like, "You motherfuckers!" And we we're like, "What?" And then all of a sudden, he has long, long. I have long arms, but he has long, Dull, long this arms. Guy's built, Double yeah. ball hits. Hard, me and O'Neill yeah. drops me. us both to a knee. We're like, "Oh my god, dude!" Oh, we're like, "What?" And he's like, "You just saw what he gave me. We didn't see anything." He goes, "Well, you look like you deserved it anyway." And we're like, "We were like, what can we do? We're not gonna fuck the guy. Take a ball <laughs> shot from the champ. The champ. Wait, fucking- what did he get? What did Ari give him? I think some weed or something. I don't know. Oh. Allegedly, but like, yeah. even if it, yeah. but even if we did see it, it was like, what the fuck? You just dropped it. Way to go, ball Ari. Shot. The guy's only had the most problems with drugs in this business. <laughs> yeah, and Ari's fucking the problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, I, but then, but the rest of the night, I'll give him this. I because I was getting drunk, I kept faking ball shots at him, and like rather than be like, hey man, fuck you, or like enough. <laughs> Take that way too far. He kept, he kept like, kept like, blah, you know, like, whoa, yeah. whoa, like, you're just fucking around. But I mean, yeah, he could have. I, I told all the I go, if these guys got mad, like the fire, however, they could just like murder, dismantle. But everybody. the good news is that all of them, they're like, they, they know. Most of them have such respect for the power that there's never really. I mean, there yeah. are some got wild animals that do that, but for, for the, the most, most part, part, these guys know dude, that they could kill somebody on the way over. Oh, you yeah. had to walk from oh, the theater Jesus. to the after party. And so they all it's were like at on the after Hollywood party. Boulevard. So we had to go through, you know, Hollywood Boulevard at night. There's a lot of riffraff. And so Clay Guida around. gets separated from the herd, and Ari had introduced us to him. And so he, he didn't see Ari, so he sees me and him. And he, he comes into the after cl- the club, and he's like, craziest thing just happened to me, man. And we're like, what? And he's like, some homeless guy 
just tried to fight me. And I was like, look, man, I'll fight you. But I don't know what you have, man, so I can't. And then I go, because he's like a small guy. If you could give this homeless guy a blood test real quick, Clay Corita would have thrown down with him right on the street. I don't know, man. You look like you've had a a, a sketchy sexual history. I'm going to pass. But then Nate Diaz was in this. So so there's like. This, it was this douchey, like, secret club where it was, like, behind a hot dog restaurant. You had to walk through the kitchen of the hot dog restaurant to get in there. Oh. me uh, Moore's daughter was, like, singing yeah. that night. Rumor? One of them. One, yeah, I think it was. Scout? I hit one of their cars as a yummy driver. <laughs> <laughs> Which they were in, and I had to stop and talk to them. Oh, my God. <laughs> but you could, so we're in this club, and then I see Nate Diaz, and he's just in, like, a sweatshirt. Like, it's just a sweatshirt with, like, fucking... No, who's going to say no to him? It was, like, a skin-tight thermal. Like, yeah, you know, it's like, like, like what they wear in, like, jeans. Yeah, yeah. and he was just, like... And everyone else is, you know, dressed very Hollywood douchey. See, so I just went up to him, and I was like, hey, man, what's going on? I feel like those, like, I feel like those guys all are the reason that m- maybe that men, that alpha men, realize they're not alpha men, and they're a little nicer. You know, like, yeah, yeah. like, like and, they're like, they're alphas above me. Oh, those are real alphas, man. Like Dude, when you're in a room with John Jones, who's probably like six, four, he is six, and four. fucking walks at like oh, two thirty. Yeah. yeah. His shoulders like Dwight Howard. You're like, that's a fucking, you know what I mean? That's another breed Dude, of we, person. You know, Matt Mitrione, the yeah. fighter at UFC. Yeah. Now he's in Bellator. So one night it was literally just Mitrione and his buddy in the comedy store late night sitting in the front row. I don't think there was anybody else there. And he and I were going up as a duo act. And so we were just fucking with Mitrione. Later, we're out in the parking lot talking to him. And Mitrione's fucking hands are the size, as big as a lunchbox. And he he was talking to me, and he kept hitting me like, hey, you you know what I'm talking about? And, dude, I swear to God, every time was like a fucking Charlie horse. (laughs) Like, this guy was built. I mean, it was just out of – I don't know how these fucking guys got this big. Oh, I had had, um, Frank Mir on the podcast. Frank Murr, as Brock Lesnar would call him. Yeah, like di- I don't know if it was because he didn't know his name or he's just disrespecting him. Three-letter name, Frank Murr. He's like, like Frank Murr's Not hard, play. dude. M-I-R. He was so massive. Oh, he's huge. Like, just sitting. And then, and then he said, and the thing, I, the thing I also love about those guys is like Tate Fletcher does this, too. He's a huge guy. Is that, yeah. Is when they say something, they mean it. Like they don't fucking mince words. Like, yeah. like Tate, Tate one time texted me, and then I didn't text back for a day. And he goes, "Hey man, I'm starting to get feelings about this. Like, fucking text <laughs> me back." And then I went, "Oh, so sorry." And he's like, "No, it's just if I text you, just please text me back." And so then Frank Muir says, um, "We get done the podcast." He goes, "He goes, uh, yeah, uh, I'd like to." Uh, he was like, "I didn't know you were a cigar guy. I wish I had known that. We could have had a cigar." I said, "Well, I'm." If you guys got time tonight, I'm here. Let's have a cigar. And he goes, I, w- I would love that. I said, okay. And in my head, I'm that's Hollywood talk. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Never like, seen yeah, sure. Right. So he fucking shows up. Shows up at six o'clock, knocking on the door, and he's like, "You ready for the cigar?" And I was like, "Oh my god, we're really having a cigar." <laughs> like that like, was real. Like, like I was uh, like, I was uh, like, he what he says, he means. Yeah. And so, which in this town, like you know, you get used to like you get bullshit. used to bullshitting. So you're like, people. yeah, I'll see you never. And so we come back, and he's such a big man. That we both have. He had like a put, cigarette and your drone seven thousands. He sucked through it in in half the time it took me to finish oh my half God, my cigar. Yeah. Like just and then I was like, and I'm still finishing mine. And he's like, I was like, do you want another one? And he's like, sure. So he just takes another one, sucks it down, and I'm still not done mine. Jeez. But he's just what? such a big fucking dude. His lungs are like golf bags. His, his he's a very well spoken guy and very smart. And yeah. a lot of times you don't get that from you see him in interviews and stuff. But he also did great. 
uh, color commentary in the WEC, and I don't know why now he doesn't because he would he's he was great at it. He's a fascinating his guy. His career was derailed by a motorcycle crash. Yeah, uh, two and, and a half years. He, like, he, he did come back, but he like kind of was never on the same path. He wasn't. Yeah, but like yeah, had a real bad fucking crash. It's I'm, crazy too to think that that guy does like his primary thing is jujitsu. That big, like you would think he's a, all those guys are strikers, but he's a fucking jujitsu. He broke machine. Tim Sylvia's arm. You could see him snap I it. Remember that? Just fucking you see it, and then you go. Then oh, Tim that Sylvia went too far. Got a metal plated, and Tim Sylvia would like smack people with the metal plate. <laughs> and he goes, "Hey man, I went through the pain of fucking having this put in, so I'm going to use it." Tim Sylvia. Uh, he was like, is from Iowa, right? From New Maine. Hampshire. Wait, trained in Iowa. Trained in Iowa. But wait, he's the, the maniac. Oh, from Maine. I'm sorry. He's Maine. Right. Nobody yeah. trained in Iowa. Yeah, he did. At Militage. Yeah, and so those guys, this is before I was as familiar with MMA as I am now. And I'm not that familiar, but like I'm, I'm a lot more familiar than my dad. Uh, and so Tom, Tommy Jonigan is like, hey. Tim Sylvia is coming to our show. He's featuring for me. He's like, Tim Sylvia is coming to our show tonight. And I knew who he was, but I was like, really? But I, w- I wasn't like, I was super impressed. Like, I was like, yeah. Like, I was oh, like, okay. oh, yeah, I know that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen him fight. Okay, cool. And Tommy's like, no, are you kidding me? Like, this is going to be fucking massive. The whole group, the whole training people, they're all coming out. Was he the champ at the time? Because he was known for like caring and wearing the belt, like in public. In like airports and <laughs> shit. He would board the plane with the belt on. <sighs> and I think Randy Couture, who came out of retirement to fight him, was like, he covets the belt. And he knew he could be. <laughs> <laughs> really? Because he yeah. knew the pressure he put on himself. And he saw a flaw in his game and he did beat him. It was a David versus Goliath. I ran into Randy Couture. That's and a fucking real man. That guy's jacked, and he's like fifty. He was old. fighting till he was forty-seven. Someone said so. I because I, I got obsessed with uh, cauliflower ear. His, his are oh, bad. He's got the best of the business. They, they need to have a cauliflower ear coffee book. Oh, a coffee dude, table book, man. Just the, got, like the worst cauliflower ears. I was watching. I it started with that girl getting her ear exploded. It happens a lot. Ooh. You ever see that girl that yeah. they, they throw a punch and her ear exploded? Yeah. And then I saw it started with that, and then. And then it got to the point where, like, Randy Couture is the last one I, I was obsessed with because his are legendary. And he's like, people were like, they did a documentary on his on their, about him, and they were like, no, his ears, he'd use them as weapons. He'd dig in on you with his ear, and it was so hard. You'd be like, ow. It's so fucking But, he, but he, was like, he was like, yeah, it hurts to sleep on one of his ears. <sighs> like, his is ears there are, any like, way to cure it? Uh-uh. You can drain them, but. You have to drain them, like, day of. Oh, you have to do. Okay. Yeah, they, and then there is What's reconstructive in blood. It's, blood. It's, uh, it's a hard calcium. Is it semen? No, it's, <laughs> it just blows up. It's everywhere. Like, what the fuck? You should say oh. that the next time you see a guy with a cauliflower ear in the bar. What is that semen in your ear? Oh, he would punch me so hard in the face. The hey, problem uh, is, there's a just, lot. You know what they love is when you just go flick them and go, "What's up with these things?" <laughs> yeah, dude. The guy who doesn't start, the guy who starts shit, obviously, you know, as always, is like, you know, that's the guy that you're not gonna have a problem with. It's the guy, the quiet guy, I and the fu- who's like, I don't like. Remember that guy we saw who he used to hang out like at that bar Chuck Liddell used to go to, and he goes every night. He was a bouncer at a bar Chuck Liddell used to go to. And he said every night somebody would challenge Chuck Liddell to a fight. And Chuck would just be like, guys, I'm just trying to have a good time. You know, I'm just trying to drink my beer. Just leave me alone. And he said he never got bothered by it. Like, it, he never took anybody up on the offer. But can you imagine that? Oh. Like, that's insane You can't do shtick on some. There used to be a guy, a bodyguard, at the Tuesday night, uh, tripping on Tuesday show at the comedy store named uh, Big Shorty. 
He was Beyonce's bodyguard. He, but that dude wasn't like a fucking no. But he, he, dude, he was like three hundred pounds of fat, six eight, was, like four bills, just a mammoth. He'd have to duck to go in that back door of the comedy store yeah. and like take up the whole door. And he once infamously stepped on Beyonce's foot. He was her bodyguard, broke her toes. Oh yeah. <laughs> and all the other guys were like, "Yo, man, you got to lose weight." And he'd be like, was "Fuck he you, ski boots, dude." This guy was a mammoth. And my shtick was, <laughs> was, I was, yeah, he was wearing ice skating. Uh, <laughs> he's wearing ice skating. What kind of shoe breaks toes? Dude, a guy was 400 pounds above it. Dude, I would get in his face at the back door guy, like, around, like, all these people who didn't know, like, I knew, I'd be like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? And I'd, like, put my face, like, in his, like, middle of his chest, and he'd, and he'd be like, hey, man, I'm sorry. And they would look at me like, what the fuck? But I, in my mind, I was like, if he ever is not in the mood for this game, ever, I am yeah. dead. If he's ever just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. man, hey, not I'm today. I'm having a bad day, dude. Not today, my ass, motherfucker. But then he got, uh, I think he got gastric bypass, and he just was like a big, he lost some of the 400 bills. Really? He was huge. Some of those, they, it was like a bodyguard convention in there. Yeah, there was a, yeah, th- oh, well, yeah, I mean, for good reason. Like, that was a rowdy crowd. No, but like, and they also were coming in just to watch. Yeah, like, They yeah. weren't working. And Olden Polonies, who's seven feet tall, former Clippers center, Jesus. would go in there as well. Those shows were like, if anything would break out, you're like, we're f-. like I remember Dante Culpepper came in, uh, McNair, and they're like, those guys are, he was like a, built like what you would imagine a lineman is built like. Donovan McNabb was massive. David Taylor did crowd work on him, basically told them he was a piece of shit. And everyone was like, <laughs> are you out of your fucking mind? It was Donovan McNabb and Gary Payton. He's like, Donovan, what happened with the DUI? And I was like, what Can the you fuck imagine are you that? Doing? Like, someone just sent me that because I Google searched chloroform. And uh, you know you can get chloroform for like forty bucks. Yeah, you make slime out of it. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I've not finished a point here. But the, the reason I was telling you about slime, you can't get Elmer's glue anywhere. Why? Because that's one of the ingredients to slime, and slime is going so crazy really? that kids what? kids are buying Elmer's glue and selling slime at school. That it's they've like made. meth. It's like it's like remember friend bracelets. Yeah, it's the same oh, yeah. shit. When, when you couldn't get when you couldn't get string anymore, like, you couldn't get string. <laughs> but when you make it, like, can you personalize it? Like, hey, there's some yeah, my yeah, dad's yeah. pubes. No, wait, oh, wait. Isla show you her slime. What caused this? Is there like a movie about slime that came out? Flubber, really? Like the what? remake of Flubber? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you. Right, I'll show you slime right now. There's you can't s- buy Elmer's fucking. Glo- I thought you were gonna say it was made and no. used for crystal dude, meth or something. Can you remember? Dude, that's what I thought. Remember when you do arts and crafts in school and you get? I used to love peeling it off on the fingers. The glue. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Hold on one second. This is the best thing about this Nest cam. And if you put... I can just spy on my phone. Wait, is this live right now? Yeah. Oh, wow. Hey, Leanne, are the girls in there? She's like, oh, my God. They're baking slime? Can Isla or Georgia run out her slime real quick so I can show these guys slime on the podcast? Sounds like perverted. Show me your slime. That that's weird. So Steve has that at his house on his doorbell, and I I've got it on my doorbell too. And so for two weeks, I was house sitting at his house, and like one day, like I I rang the doorbell because my girlfriend was inside, and then I just hear Renzi go, "O'Neill, what the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> it's like and the I go, Wait, I go, "What you been listening the whole time?" Oh, I listen all the time. What's so, this, whoa. Isla? What's this sell for on the open Here, market? Can I touch Lefties, it? Yeah. It goes back. Can I grab it? Can I grab a piece? I'll pay $68. That is pretty cool, actually. How do I make that? Uh, Isla, can you tell them the ingredients to make it? 
It doesn't even smell. Hold on. The old 80s slime used to smell. It doesn't really smell at all. It doesn't smell? Not really. It freaks me out. Let me see it. What do you do with it? It smells. It definitely smells. I don't smell much. It smells like soap. What do you, what do you, how do you make it? I don't know. So I can't Yeah, you do. It was on a piece of paper. Is it borax? Yeah, it's borax and soap and water. What's the thing they don't sell at David's and you can't get a hold of because everyone? Oh, glue. Elmer's wait, glue. Wait, David's doesn't have it. Or no, the David's the craft shop yeah. doesn't have Elmer's. You cannot find Elmer's glue because kids are losing their minds. How with did slime. you get into the slime? Like what? What was your thing that made you want to start making slime? The hayslips. Our friend Kylie makes slime and sells it at school. So then it just became a craze. And so, yeah. That's so pretty cool. Let him right just there. squeeze it in his hand real quick. This is the joy. <laughs> like if you throw it at a window, does it stick? Oh, but you can't drop it in the dirt. You can't. We can't clean it once it's done. Yeah, yeah. You got to keep it clean. Like me and Georgia used paint and, and then the paint was, it was too wet. And then we had to leave it out for like five minutes to cool off and then it, Wait, is is that its natural color? Or did you dye it that? Uh, we used paint. Okay. Okay, go back to doing your homework. How's homework going? Oh, that's why it's going good. <laughs> Remember what we talked about? She sounds like your wife. She uh, is getting her ass handed to her at school. Just not good with homework. Have O'Neill talk to her. He was a scholar. Oh yeah, she's <laughs> dyslexic. Ah, and so right here, uh, yeah, her eyes hurt because yep. now she needs headaches. Glasses and... Headaches, yeah. Oh yeah, really? Yeah. I was severely dyslexic. Are you serious? Well, it was in the in a time period where they didn't they didn't really believe in dyslexia, so they just put you in like special education and everything. Oh, hold on. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it's a tough. Hey, Leanne. If you got two seconds, uh, O'Neill out here has uh, dyslexia as well and dealt with headaches as a child. If you'd like to come back and share. Remember when he said he didn't read so good? That's, that's yeah. why. That's, that's the basis. Only like my, like my brother and sister were phenomenal students. Georgia is an amazing student. And so, and, but then my parents were just thought I was lazy, so... I got uh, some good old fashioned discipline. Well, that's really every time I brought <laughs> really interesting because Leanne, Leanne is asked to. Oh, someone's at my front door. You want to see who it is? This is run as easy style. This is the best. I love it. You know what O'Neill's power is though? My parents do a word scramble and they yeah. send them to me, and I was doing oh, them, and I was stuck on a word, up. and this guy was like a magician at it. Yeah, because that's how all words look to me already. Like I would be struggling, oh, no. be like that says like rape. It's encyclopedia. Yeah, it says yeah. And I was like, what yeah. are you doing? And I was like, oh, I, I took a master like, word thirty minutes. Oh, that's so fucking badass. So your yeah. daughter, the key may- is though, just don't be hard. She's gonna be a visual learner. She's an amazing artist. Yes, like and you just gotta nurture that because my was like, no, you're just a lazy piece of crap. I'm getting the coat hanger. <laughs> We're getting some, some old school. <laughs> yeah. So then. I wasn't, and then no one really like people were like, "Well, he's dyslexic." Everyone's like, "What the fuck is that?" Well, and the, then, we're we're guilty of this because we were like, we we're like, 
enough with the fucking headaches, okay? You got to do your homework. Yeah. And she was like, I really have a headache. She has a headache every fucking day. And, she, and it's because she can't read. And so well, you know why, right? No. So th- so the human brain has not evolved. Not everyone's brain has evolved. Hold on, save to- this. Save this for right now. Okay. <laughs> right now, Leanne Kreischer, get down. Sit down right here. <laughs> Sit down right here. So we were talking about eyeless headaches and how for a long time we were like, baby, you don't have headaches. You just are. You're. You. You need to do the work. Now you're just he lazy. Had he had, yeah. yeah, because no, stop. I'm saying, but yeah, we're talking about his childhood. Yeah, yeah. They thought so, I was lazy, and so they. Uh, so we, the dyslexic brain, like since the human brain, since reading is fairly new, it's only like fifteen thousand years old. Like some people's brain have learned to just process it one way, but like a dyslexic's brain, sometimes it has to go through like five different channels. And it becomes very mentally exhausting to, and it just be such a chore. Like to me, I can't even fathom that somebody enjoys reading. Like that's a leisure activity because it is such a chore and it like drains me so much. And also like just comprehending stuff. Like I used to read from left to right. Like a Jew. Yeah. So (laughs) I had to like retrain my head and then the whole comprehension part, like you just kind of zone out because it takes so much focus. But the advantage is... That she can probably hyper focus on things, mm-hmm. and like if she's really into something, she's gonna like really give it her all. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, but you're, she's coming at the best time because now there's so much science about it, and there's like schools and like for me, they used to just put me, they just put me in special education right. and just thought this guy's just slow. He doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, it's kind of the same still. Actually, sad, oh, it is? sadly, yes. Oh, jeez. I, I thought have, it was <laughs> they're making some new headlines. There's a lot of information, but the educators at school don't have any of it. Okay. So I have the information, Yeah. but I'm not at school all day. Okay. So, um, yeah, you're exactly right. Everything that is simple for most people is very laborious for her. It's exhausting. By the time she gets out of school, she's totally dead. Yeah. It's a hard thing to balance because you want. I want her to... You know, she tested gifted. That's what that was so, me. They, yeah, because they thought like they're like they, they when they gave me a test because they were gonna. They're like, I don't get it. Like he yeah. can't comprehend. He must just be lazy. I have the no. solution. And Why don't you just let O'Neill adopt her for the next like five <laughs> years? He'll get her through high school and then he'll give her back. Sounds healthy. Sounds really healthy. That would be excellent parenting from my point. Um, yeah, you know, dyslexic's brains are 5% larger than a normal brain. Well, that explains a lot of things. So, exactly. So, hey, wait. Wait, are you, are you degrading me by saying that we have big brains? Smaller penises, though, by and large. Uh, well, <laughs> I know they, they spend their whole day working, uh, trying to find workarounds. How do I work around? Yes. How and do that, I work around? It, it makes them very creative. And they have a lot of street smarts because you're yes. so – you find a way to work the system because you right. can't do any of the work. You have to find right. a way to either be very charming or figure out a way to copy off people. and like So there mm-hmm. are definite advantages to it. Mm-hmm. But, Is she good at math? She's good at math. She's Except for now, math is all word problems. Oh, okay. yeah. Thank you, Common Core. I hate where I hated, I hated math in general, but word problems. Those word problems worst. are impossible. But it's to impossible for a dyslexic. Yeah. It's terrible. Like her fourth grade teacher, it was the best teacher ever. Miss Thompson was like, "She's not gonna do that. Oh, so she's that's just cool. gonna do the algorithms. Yeah, because she can. She gets every single answer right if you just give her the math problem. But everything because of Common Core, every single subject involves language arts. That's, so there's no place for her to excel. There's no place for – they don't have sports every day. She does not – she has PE one day a week. 
So really? she can't, yeah. Thought, oh, jeez, man. Yeah, so cool. every, right? yeah. every day. So then you, or a lot of dyslexic kids, tend to be highly creative, yeah. hyperactive, really athletic, so they could find somewhere else to excel. What they used to do to me is because I would not finish my assignments in class, so they wouldn't let me go out for recess, mm-hmm. which is just adding fuel to the fu- like I'm yeah. ar- I need to go out and run and then I yeah. can come back and maybe focus a little bit yeah. but then I have to watch everybody while I still can't do the work and I'm just sitting here and I'm not releasing any of this energy it's horrible I think that I think the way I think the way schools are run now is for a very small section of kids yes like typical ex- learner yeah. kids yeah anybody has anything out of the ordinary and they just don't take the time. It's really disheartening. I'm so discouraged by. Uh, I thought they had made some LASD. like new. Well, I guess L.A. I mean, there's probably some like s- other cities that have like. Back programs east is set amazing. Up. Back east is like it, Georgia in the state of Georgia. They have schools for dyslexic kids. They go to for a temporary time mm-hmm. until they can kind of remediate and help them get sort of at grade level. Yeah, they do not. That does people here are like, huh? That's sad. What? We're so liberal. We spend no we well, we spend money on education, but it's spent in like one tunnel. Yeah. It's oh, fucking uh, transgenders. No. <laughs> My mom's a reading teacher. Should I fly her out? <laughs> she's retiring at the end of this year. Totally. I, I mean, she teaches are cool though. You guys are cool. You get it. Like some parents like totally old school get parents it. didn't get like they're like this no. is isn't the thing. I keep saying in every meeting with her cuz she's in she's in special ed part of the day because mm-hmm. they're trying to help her with reading. I'm like I just got to get her out of high school. Like, that's all I got to do. I don't give a shit what her grade is. I just want her to continue to be curious and to just get out of high school. And then we'll figure it out. That's what my mom pulled me out. Like, they were going to put me in special education in middle school. And I Uh, go, nope, I don't give a shit if he fails. He's going with the regular kids. He's smart. He'll figure it out. And then they also wanted to put me on medication. And she's like, no medication. He's just going to have to tough it out. But that's the thing about it is... Were you from Dutch or something? She's German, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like real German, though. Yeah, like grew up during World War II. Like Nazi German. Yeah. That's cray cray. (laughs) No, I mean, that's the thing. It is a really hard thing because I I want her to be responsible for the same work her peers are responsible for because that's Mm. the intellectual level she's at. She's an equal to all her peers. All her best friends are gifted, all of them. So then you go, well, then clearly they think in the same kind of rate and speed and broadness. Yeah. So I want her held accountable to that. But they tried earlier this year. They told me she's going to have to go to the special day class. And I went, bullshit. She's not going to special day class. There's no fucking way. She's going to one of two public middle schools. And that's where we're going because she needs to be challenged. Yeah, yeah. Intellectually. You'll figure, she'll figure it out. I mean, she might not have the best grades. I don't care about but that. But she'll figure it out and she'll, and whatever she does when she gets out of school or college that's and whatever, right. she will excel at. That's right. Because she will have a, a better grasp of really uh, right. the, the hardships of life. And, and stuff. of like grit. Yes. Like the number one personality trait that makes people successful is grit. That kid's got grit, for sure. Someone just said that to me yesterday. Oh, Henry Phillips. Why don't they just um, do, like, audio, like, for the stuff, she, you well, know what I mean? Well, some of like, it she can. I just, here's the thing. No, 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 here's the thing. I've been asking LAUSD for an audiobook program for 18 months so that she can listen to her 
um, textbooks on audio yeah, and Oliver reading. Awesome. Amazing, right? Oh my God. Do you know, they gave me something that I couldn't even figure out myself. I, I was so not user friendly. So I found an app that I told LAUSD about. And they were like, oh, that's amazing. That's, that's an amazing app. And I'm like, well, you're welcome. I've been asking you for it forever. So Bert needs I sponsorship from this app. Hold on. I, I, need to, I need to take a little credit here. I did go to that meeting, and I was the one that brought up we should teach her Braille. And <laughs> Wait, what meeting? Remember the one with you me, said, you, and Miss Jen? And I go the parent teacher conference. Yeah, and I go that meeting. And I go, I go. Can we just teach her braille? And they're like, and they were like, teach her braille. And then I was like, what would you do for a blind kid? And then I could do audiobooks. And then everyone stopped. And Leanne's like, can we do audiobooks? And they're like, yeah, I guess we could do audiobooks. And <laughs> they just couldn't provide them. So it's what's great oh is like God. everyone hated like, your suggestion, but then a good suggestion yeah. came out of it. And you're like, huh? Talk, yeah. <laughs> Talk to me about my workaround. <laughs> Who stumbled right. into that one? Right. <laughs> this guy. Teacher Braille. You should have seen Leanne. Teacher Braille. But you doubled down on the crowd work. <laughs> yeah, that's what you need to do. <laughs> you uh, came out the champ. Yeah, of that it one. seems like an easy fix. Like, Duh, okay, you can't. Right? Yeah, but I don't think it's universally recognized by everybody. I, they're like archaic. These people. I, oh, I, I believe am, it. I, I mean, this will take a long done. time to change. Yeah, these people in in the educational system were the woman who. Her job is called assistive technology. Comes in and goes, I've never heard of that app. Gee, that's a great <laughs> that's idea. Crazy. That's, that's great. Like, that's you your freaking that? job, lady. That's your job she's to know just that. She's on Tinder. She's on Tinder she's all day. Swipe right, swipe right. <laughs> what? what? Huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they got that app, she's too. She's like, I'm assisting technology. To I'll assist one. you with your technology. I'm like, whatever, lady. Here's like three things I know about you don't know about. She's like, just go with that. Yeah. Oh, great. Well, it took me 18 months for me to help so, myself. So, yeah, yeah. Leanne is literally dropping off books. At other, other parents of the school are going to Leanne going, I think my kid's dyslexic. And Leanne's like, let me give you all my books and so this morning driving home leanne's like i go she goes we gotta make a stop and i go why she goes uh this daughter's got a kid this woman's got a first grader who's dyslexic they think so i'm gonna give her all the books like leanne's a fucking gangster. You might be, yeah you might be like the leader of this of the new movement you're the mouth of, out of dyslexia i don't know about that but i can tell you this <laughs> i think it is one in- you should call it the organization for uh, dyslexic mom. Call it SMOMS. SMOMS. One in five kids have dyslexia. One in five. Yeah. So it's a, it, it's, it's a big it's 20% thing. 20% of our population has I read it, and I read it as 51 kids have Uh-oh. <laughs> O'Neal is constantly trying to diagnose a comic friend of ours with dyslexia. and it's, I don't want to out I, know, I think I know who it who is. Who has a podcast about books. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that's why he doesn't fucking read. O'Neal constantly is trying to pepper in, like, Symptom questions in the regular. He's like, "What? What is it? What do you? Why are you asking? What are you Wait doing? Wait a second! Yeah. You're trying to ask another question, O'Neill. What are you trying to do to me? He's I don't like, have. You know goes, I don't have your affliction, okay. O'Neill. He's trying to like entrap him. Like we're just talking about like food. And he's like, "Wait, do you ever like get you know whatever like blurry bit? Wait, what? Oh, I know what you're doing. Like he's trying to get like see if he checks off enough boxes. I worked with a comic that they thought was uh was um. What's it called when you can't read? Illiterate. <laughs> illiterate. They thought he was illiterate, and and the producers came up to me and they're like, "I think I may know who you're talking." About. I'm not saying his name. I'll, I'll tell you. After. And they were like, yeah. "He's illiterate," and I was like, "No, I, I think I've texted with him." And then they were you like, "Do voice text?" And and that's what they. And then like, "Yeah, you can do voice text." And I was like, "I was like, I don't think he's illiterate." That's the ultimate but workaround then, when you're illiterate as an adult. Yeah. You can't read street signs like. 
That's a whole like, – the world is so Remember the Cosby show with Sammy Davis Jr. was uh, illiterate? They was also had him? when Theo was, was dyslexic every... based on Bill's real oh, son. Yeah. He's like, Theo is having trouble at school. <laughs> it was like a whole episode. <laughs> no, Henry Winkler is like a big dyslexic there's, guy. Uh, the only thing that's more fun than trying to figure out if you have a friend who's illiterate is finding out if you have a friend is gay. Like just watching their lifestyle and choices. Just asking like, certain questions. What are you going to get from the menu? And they're like, uh, do you guys have cheeseburgers? And you're like, yeah. oh. Or he's like, no, what are you going to get? Yeah, yeah. We what? had a comic who was hosting. And uh, we were like, because he had trouble with like the simplest names. He'd be like, hey man, like, yeah, how do you like, say this name? And he would like, show it to like, this is Ted. And they would say, oh, yeah, I can't like, see. It's too dark yeah, in like, here. My name's Bill James. That's a Bill James. And we're like, this guy may not know how to read. And so it's one time, we because we were watching, like you said. And someone was like, in the crowd, like, hey man, what's your shirt say? You read it, man. That's what he said. Yeah. We were like, this guy may not know how to fucking uh-huh. read. <laughs> Well, speaking of, I have to go do homework with the okay. dyslexic. Good luck. Super. You know, and I, I need it. Let me you tell sound you. Like you, you sound like you have grit, and I have faith that this I think is going to work out. I think out. she's going to be Look who she's gonna married be great. to. You wanna, why do we have the fucking phone out here? This drives me nuts. <laughs> 805. Oh, Are you guys wearing matching earrings? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Mic drop. Yeah. <laughs> that was our phone. <laughs> she just earring dissed you, dude. You're new to the game. Yes, no problem. Thank you. Good luck. She's. I think she's in good hands. You know what? The truth is, she's super creative. Yes. And if you just, nurture that, and you're yes. good. Yeah, I'm trying to get her like qualified as talented through visual arts. And if that happens, she'll get funding to get all kinds of... She's in the perfect town for she's that. She's in the perfect town for that. And Absolutely. there's amazing visual arts high school in downtown LA. Oh, so that's, that's great. My, that's my goal for it's her. It's called fame. To get her all right, we got to right. wrap this up, Leanne. Okay. I told the girls, I'm, I feel really guilty for working tonight and tomorrow night. And I told the girls, because I'm only home for like two days, three days. And uh, and last night was a wash because I had panic attacks about this fucking doctor's appointment. And I was like, I was like, we'll do something tonight. So like, great, what are we doing? And then I was like, fucking forgot I was doing hosting. This is not happening. Uh, and then they were like, that's okay, Dad. We'll do it Wednesday night. And I have dinner with my agent tomorrow night. And I'm like, uh, fuck. Okay. And then and then I and I'm and I said to myself I was going to slow down my drinking. Like I was like I'm definitely. We didn't even add. By the way, this was an alcohol free podcast. Oh, don't think it it only was because I just got back from the fucking doctor, <laughs> dude. I got to be honest with you. With Tito's, I was like, I was like, mother. Should I take fucker. it home? Should we all do one shot of it? <laughs> no, no. That's part of this thing. But I got ner- I get nervous to do these, and I tell him because I know I actually feel very. I feel really good that we didn't drink because. I'm like fuck because I know I go too hard, and I last no. time I was oh, here, I no. puked everywhere when I got home. Are you serious? Yeah, <laughs> I did. I was texting him. We're like amateur. Like that's like a once in a gr- you know. Oh, it's press. it's the best. It's the best. Like those also, are am- those are whether two- you're amateur or pro, we drink a fucking shitload. Yeah, we did. Those, that was the problem. those two podcasts were uh, that we've done are the are two of the higher rated podcasts I've ever done, and I don't think it has. I don't think it has anything to do with. Alcohol. After doing this one, I don't. And I didn't. I didn't have. A, I didn't have a, think there was going to be an issue with not drinking. And I knew I wasn't going to drink because I had that show tonight. This yeah, is like yeah. when you date a chick, and like, but all the dates you've had have been you've been drunk, and you're like, do we have the same chemistry oh, when yeah. we're not drinking? You're like, fuck. Oh, I don't it's know. just as good. This is. Ju- I'm telling you, when I say I'm relieved by yeah. it. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm relieved about the uh, the no drinking. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, I when you had the, brought out the Tito's, I was like, "Fuck, I want a Tito's." So when he bad. showed up with the Tito's, I was like, "Wait, man, that's just a token of appreciation." You've had us on a lot. No, we'll just what we'll write now is, that Ari's off the grid. Uh, he's you know he's not. 
we got to do a podcast with the three of the three of us and Ari when he comes back. I have a bone oh, yeah. to pick with Ari relating to podcasts that what? I need to clear the air with him about. What is it? Was it the one that he when, recorded? When we were all in Montreal uh, for the festival, yeah. O'Neill wasn't there, and it was due to a uh, family situation. And so I was like, and we had never not put out our podcast on a Monday. And so I was like, and I had all the equipment because he was supposed to be there. And I was like, fuck. So I said to Ari, I go, hey, man, can you, do you want to do record? And he goes, come to my room right now. I'm going to see Radiohead in like three hours, but come right now. So I go to his room, and he's like, here's the conditions. I'm going to take a shit. And fucking guy. What you have to come into the bathroom, and we'll record there. I go, dude, come on. That's the only way we're going to do it. And so, But like in my head, I had so much anxiety. I was like, I did it. And then while I'm, I'm like, why am I, what am I doing? Yeah. I'm a fucking grown man. I'm in this guy's fucking bathtub in a hotel with the curtain closed. Open the curtain. You need to see this. And it's, but it, it, he, during it, he's like, this can't be good. This can't be up to the usual level. And I, the, so then I just I, I talked. I go, you know what? I'm not releasing that. It's too degrading. Yeah. I'll, I'll admit I did it, but I'm not like I don't need it that bad. Yeah. And so that he's uh, being like, you know, this is the comedy store spirit of like he worked above. A, it's kind of like the hierarchy of the fraternity. Yeah. He puts on Twitter like, you need to release this. Like, you know, almost under like the Freedom of Information like, Act. Like, like hashtags yeah. like release the t- release Yeah, the so tape. all his fans started getting on me. And so I just, but, but what tipped my fucking hand is we were all leaving. Remember, uh, we kept going to the This Is Not Happening shows, which were great up there at that strip bar. Remember, yeah, you yeah, went yeah, with yeah, Ren yeah, Easy, yeah. me, you Ren Easy. I did a story up there. Yeah, and those shows were great. <laughs> and so one of them, we were leaving. And I don't know if you were with us or not. If you, if you were, you'll, when you hear it, you'll know. We're walking out. He's like, hold on a second. And there's a guy on the fucking sitting on the floor uh, on the street. Yeah. <laughs> and he just looks like he's like out of his mind. Like, in, like it looks like he's insane. And I was like, you're having a bad mushroom trip? And the guy's like, I am, man. I'm freaking out. And Ari just like as the fucking Gandhi. Like this guy became Mother Teresa, takes a knee next to this guy, hand on the shoulder. You're going to come out of this? You're going to be okay? You're going to come out of this and this is going to be a good trip? And then he's like, hold on. He runs back into the club. Gets this guy a water, and then, like, in the process of this, somebody randomly, like, some guy we were with said something about wrestling, and the yeah. guy's like, did you just say fucking, it was, I don't know what it was, like, Brett the Hitman Hart comes out of it, and he stands up, I was like, I told you, I told you, and I go, I go, you treated that guy, who's a complete stranger to you, like fucking gold, you treated me, who was in a tough situation, like a piece of shit, he's like, he was having a tough time, like, I was like, I'll take you home, where do you need to go, and this guy's like, I don't know, oh, man. You're going to get him like a Uber, wasn't it? I'll Anywhere get you, you an Uber. Go. I'll take you wherever you want to go. Dude, he is such a dichotomy of friend. Like he tweeted yeah. one time um, something about uh, something about me dying horribly and my daughters not having a father and growing up to be whores. <laughs> and I was like, and I, I was like, I gotta not let Leanne see this because she'll fucking lose her shit. Like he's he's tweeted like mean things sometimes where he, he under the guise of i'm a comic but and free it, speech yeah, yeah. To, and to him that's like he's just he's ribbing you he's but ribbing like, you but, but like your and wife way, doesn't know that by the way i don't mind i read it and i go whatever and like even fans are like whoa hard, yeah. a little harsh but then but he, that's it that's his thing is like he's he does but then if you need anything if you really need something from him he'll he's there he'll deliver well, other than that, other than that, <laughs> if you need like something else, he he, the, the shit cast the, will never be aired. People, it's already been erased. You can you can beg that was me the problem. all you want. It will not be. It aired. can't be. <laughs> we don't even have the, doesn't even have the footage anymore. And I'm glad. And then this is the email he sends. 
With all joking around and me leaving while you were still on the podcast, I didn't get a chance to tell you how truly, truly proud I am of both of you guys. <laughs> it, is, it is an amazing accomplishment, and you should both be really proud, especially Tom, since he's under six feet. That's his big bone piece <laughs> And it's way, way harder to lose that weight as a short person. I knew a joke was coming. I knew with that opening that there was a joke coming. (laughs) The money isn't going to cost me. The money it's going to cost me to take you both to wherever Tom wants to go is absolutely nothing compared to the joy of having you both in my life for an extra 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to read the whole thing because it gets even sappier, but... Tom called me immediately and goes, have you seen this fucking email? And I go, no. And he'd already left the country. He hit send and got on a fucking plane. I guarantee you that was from the fucking airport. <laughs> and that was his last. Dude, that, that was yeah, his that last. Might, you might need to print that out and frame it. Might if, be the last you ever hear from him. Uh, I got to find pictures. If anyone's got a picture of Ari, please send it to me. I want to see. Current I'll see, picture. I'll see if I can figure out where It has to are. be from 2017. It's got to be 2017. I want to see where he is. And it's, uh, I mean, that the day he comes back and does Rogan is going to be an epic fucking podcast. It's going to be an yeah. epic, epic fucking what, what, if he, what if he really just didn't do anything? I was basically in a hotel room in Thailand. He's like, uh, three what if he I, didn't, was in, I didn't leave. What if he was in prison? Like, what if, he just said to the guys. Dude, like, it's very possible. Yeah, very it, fucking as possible. As much as his drug stuff, it, those other countries, they don't tolerate no, I'm saying that. like he knew he was doing a stint and was like, I'm going off the grid, but he was really going to prison. Oh, he's like, like, yeah, he's like, like Washington got caught molesting a child. Yeah, like, he's got to do six months. Two of 60 days in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, what if, yeah, the, what, the, the, when he comes back, I want to have him on my podcast to talk about his trip, but I want, I don't, I don't want to be like the last person to get him. You yeah. know, so I want to, that's why I want you guys here because I know that you guys will have, you guys will have insights to Ariism. And that, we'll, we'll find some meat on the bone regardless of how clean it's been picked. <laughs> oh, so what do you guys, anything you guys want to promote? Uh, just our podcast, Dan and O'Neill podcast. Uh, check out our YouTube. When am I going to go on your podcast? If you want to come on, absolutely. Are we man. weird about asking people? Yeah, we know. You know. No, no. Do. I mean, it's uh, you know, it's the same thing. Like I, one time I said to Joe, I was like, I was like, uh, I was like, I'd love to have you on my podcast. He's like, yeah, or you could do mine, and like you know, nine million and five hundred thousand yeah. more people can hear you. And I was like, good call, Joe. Like, yeah, good <laughs> that's, call. Yeah, that's kind of our thing about asking. Yeah. It's like we're always on the. Nine hundred thousand. We're trying to work. Yeah, we try to get on like another big podcast, and then uh, we've got this TV show, man, that we're trying to get off the. We have a teaser trailer for it, and uh, we shot uh, like a abbreviated pilot for Did it. Did you? Is a trailer out there that people can see? Not yet. Not, uh, we're, we, it's it's O'Neal's, going around town. O'Neill's so. trying to get the industry pussy wet right now. Uh, you know what? What is? It? Is it scripted or yeah. scripted? Scott so, Reddit, so can I, in it. Can I tell you what? Henry Phillips. Spoiler alert! Next week is Henry Phillips. This week I'm releasing this one today, um, tonight. As a matter of fact, I'll be doing the intro very shortly. Um, Henry Phillips said, "You know what he did to raise?" Spoiler alert! You'll hear this next week. What he did to raise money for his movie, Punching Henry. What was or it? Or he just did uh, table reads at uh clubs and invited industry people oh. and like got industry people to come so he's like like so you do the belly room and then say you know invite some agents and managers and just like real ground level and do a table read but borrow your friends borrow favors from your famous friends yeah like when it's easy can you do read this yeah. part or ari can you read this part or bert or i'm not saying i'm famous or, or anybody but you know what i'm saying like yeah borrow and and have people read the parts and that's how he got funding for all his movies. 
That's interesting. That's interesting. That's a great idea. And, and he's made two movies that have both been fairly successful. And he's just like, yeah. He's like, I didn't think that I could pitch it to a studio. He's like, I just got the money to make it. Investors want to make stuff and then get dis- distribution. Yeah. And you may you may just find someone. You know, the big thing right now that's happening, and uh, and I'm in a situation that that is this is uh, deficit funding. Is one person who's got a production company just deficit funding with with goods as opposed to money. So what they've got is they've got gear that we would take to rent. They've got cameramen who they've got working on other jobs who would do a favor for them. They've got an editing bay already yeah. and you can find someone to deficit fund it and that is the really big thing right now. Yeah. So you guys should do that. Do a reading for a bunch of producers and a bunch of, you know, agents and managers and see what see yeah. comes of it. Yeah. Cuz at this point, I mean, we've been writing it's it's the market has changed so much that like you just got to go out and make it. Everything you do now, you Part have to go it. out and yeah. make it, man. I mean, you, it's just like if you want to get a special on Netflix. How much money do you think you need it? to make make the pilot? Oh, we, we, shot, we, we shot. We shot like a teaser. We have like what is it? We have a seven minute. Uh, Ver- part of the trailer or uh, the pilot that we shot, yeah. and then um, and then we have a two minute teaser trailer. Have you who that, have you shown it to in the industry? Uh, it's going around town right now. So okay. right now, it's, it's these producers came to us, hired us to write it, and then we uh, wrote and shot. Uh, they funded it and wrote and shot the mini pilot and the teaser. And so now they're they're like taking it around. They're movie guys. They're now getting into TV. Okay. And so well, then fucking that sounds like it's gonna happen. I know. But the next thing. But I mean, it's like, what do you do now? You can't just you can't just rest on that. You got to have like four things going. So now the next thing is like a movie shooting some kind of movie. You know Let's how it end is. This and then I'll tell fucking. you what. I'll tell you my fucking thoughts. Uh, fucking business. Fucking, uh, <laughs> how, um, how long did we do? Uh, about Six two hours. hours and fifty minutes. All right. Wow. It's perfect. It's yeah. perfect. Three hours is the perfect. Uh, it's the perfect fit for you guys. Yeah. It's three hours. Three hour drunk. We do four hours, but I know we'll do another drunk one another time. But it doesn't have to be drunk. I like that. This though. is the new it's kind of You've alleviated yeah. some of my anxiety. This is the new post physical bird. Yeah, yeah. Post physical. This is going to be one day because I'm definitely getting drunk with. <laughs> but uh, it's so funny. I. I in my head I just go I go so all I have to do is deny myself every now and then so like tonight at the store I'll go I'm not drinking and I'll just go and just probably smoke pot and then just come home and be yeah. like all right that was good or if I run into people Ben's is on the lineup and then I'm like <laughs> fuck it you know the other night when I saw you and then you were coming up to me to talk to me and then somebody stopped you and then. I was waiting for you, and then I just disappeared. I felt like a dick. Like I was like, "Oh, did he, you just think that?" Like I because I had I literally was going up next. It's the one thing that so. sucks about the store is that right now it's so fucking such a hotbed that you run into every comic you haven't seen in forever, yeah, and you run into fans. So like there will be fans that are there that are big Rogan fan or Death Squad fans, and they'll see you cutting a corner, and be like, "Oh my god, Bert!" And then all of a sudden you're talking to a fan, and you're like, "I just wanted to talk to my friend for two seconds." Yeah, I felt bad though because I was waiting, and then. Literally, when you turned around, it must have just looked like I just left. But I was no. I was going up next, so I was uh, I went I was went into the showroom. What time's your set tonight? I'm or tomorrow. Wednesday? Okay, midnight thirty. All right. Well, anyone uh, that's uh, oh, uh, what? Uh, listen, I I announced I'll announce it at the beginning of the podcast. Chances are you're not still listening. All right, let's just wrap this up. I love you guys. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us. God yeah, bless. As always, uh, it's been a pleasure. I love it. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.